What will become of Dawn and Betty? What's gonna happen to Pete and Peggy? For Kate, it's a history. For Ashley, a mystery. It's time to hear Mad Women. Hello. Oh, hello. Hey, Ashley. Hi, Kate. How are you doing this afternoon? I am all right. Your cat is already putting its claws into me. Yeah. Cat. I'm sorry. Cat. It's okay. water bottle is behind you. Can I just make the noises? (laughs) That did nothing. He did not. (laughs) He does it again. Yeah. And my (laughs) doesn't work. (laughs) Which I can guarantee it won't. Hi. Hi. How am I? I am okay. How are you? I'm okay. Okay. Also. We're <laughs> Listen, Kate, we need to we need to get our lives right. We need to get I it mean, tight, get it right. I am happy to continue blaming the pandemic mm-hmm. for any of my problems mm-hmm. in life. And I feel yeah. like even when it is quote unquote over, mm-hmm. I will keep blaming the pandemic for problems. Yeah. It's going to be a real thanks Obama situation where I'm just going to be like, fucking pandemic. Yeah. Thanks, pandemic. I was working on a project for work, which involved Google translating a Japanese legal book. Okay. And it referred to, I believe it referred to like an upcoming event as the Great Corona Depression, (laughs) all caps. Oh, no. And I was like, that sounds like... The last year. I'm just going to call my 2020 the Great Corona Depression. And, you know, oh. Moving on into 21. Yeah, sure. Don't, yeah. don't get it wrong. No. Listen, I'll also, uh-huh. m- not all, I'll say 90% of my problems yes. are Corona-related, mm-hmm. pandemic-related. Definitely. And, yeah. as you say, even when the world is better, yeah. quote-unquote, and those problems, my current problems uh-huh. have lifted that are in fact, yes. pandemic related, like work and yeah. social life, whatever. Mm-hmm. I will also continue to blame the pandemic because yes. yeah. it will have long reaching oh. effects. Absolutely. And who's to say that whatever problems I have in the future weren't inspired yeah. by COVID? If, if, if elderly people can keep blaming World War Two and the Depression. There you go. Then we're going to have this in our back pocket. Forever. 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 And, dear listener, just to acknowledge, <laughs> uh, Ashley and I are suffering a great loss this week. Yes. As the improv theater that brought us together and yes. has brought so much joy to both of our lives, Pointless Brewery and Theater in Ann Arbor, has officially shuttered its doors. Yes. <sighs> yeah, it's real heavy. I had to tell my students last night. Yeah. Uh, it was the first time I had seen them mm-hmm. since last week before Pointless had closed. Yeah. And they had asked me last week, mm-hmm. Ashley, when is next term information coming mm-hmm. out? And mm-hmm. I said, I don't know, probably really soon. Yep. And it came out. It came out that there are no yeah. more terms. <laughs> yeah, I look forward to that conversation tonight with mine. Yeah. But... We're a strong community. Yeah. We're on to bigger and better things. We're not giving up. Nope. We're gonna... We're phoenixes. There will be opportunities Mm -hmm. for our friends and loved ones to reject improv show invites. (laughs) Have no fear. You can continue to not come to our improv shows. And we love improv so much that we'll keep doing it. That's right. It didn't stop us before. That's right. It will not stop us again. (laughs) 
But we have a podcast now, so That's... like we don't need Mm-mm. to be outside. Which improv traditionally does take place outdoors. <laughs> <laughs> I think I kind of was thinking outside my apartment. Right. Especially anything yeah. outside of these walls. Because I've only ever recorded in my apartment. Outside. That's true. You've recorded in like three different places. I have? Yeah. Where else have I recorded other than my place and your place? I guess I moved. Your other place. That's right. That's true. <laughs> I did record one at my mom's house. That's right. Yeah. Okay. So this pod has seen four different homes. That's right. That's a lot. One day we'll also record outside i'm uh, in the outside outside yeah when the improv theater space <laughs> comes to be in just a, a, a under a tree in a jungle maybe in a jungle i don't know much about michigan how are your jungles they're great thank you <laughs> <laughs> wow <laughs> you didn't know what to say to that no 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 i yesed it i didn't and it <laughs> Already, your <laughs> improv skills are They're fading. They're fading so fast. I was like, what do I say? No, we don't have jungles. Yeah. That's not what you do. No. You, you agree. No. Dear listener, <laughs> if we don't have an improv teaching outlet, we're just going to turn this into an improv skills <laughs> podcast. Yeah. Mad men Damn. improv skills. Mad women. Mad... M- Mad. I know the oh. name of our... <laughs> Well, we like, talk about Mad, Mad Men. Mad Men, if it wasn't a TV show, would definitely be an improv troupe name. Yeah. And also things like Freddy Rums and Zipper. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> or uh, your decolletage is distracting. Yeah. Like, that would be a great... That would be a great Terrible improv, improv Kate, exciting news. Listeners, exciting news. Yes. We got today, or maybe last night, question it was, mark? It was a week ago. A week ago. <laughs> <laughs> We're recording on Thursday. I saw it last night, but I think it was dated Monday. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. So it's still in this calendar week. Sure. Okay. Yes. Anyway, dear listener, <laughs> we got our first piece of... Stranger-induced fan mail. <laughs> Stranger-induced. That's how I plan is to the deliver my baby. Is stranger-induced. <laughs> That's the baby Peggy had. It's <gasps> <laughs> so true. Whoo! It induced strangeness into her. Stranger and that stranger. Baby. That's right. Anyway. Uh huh. We got a lovely, very, very lovely message yes. from a, a woman on Instagram. Yes. And she is not related to either of us no. in any capacity. We don't know who the hell she is. She is a complete, she is stranger induced. <laughs> I'm a little scared. <laughs> I don't want strangers reaching out to me on the internet. <laughs> I do. <laughs> strangers, please reach out to me. <laughs> yeah, I, I like it too. I'm just scared. Yeah. Oh. It's okay. I'll protect you. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, but it was very sweet. Yes. And yes. she knew so many things. So, mm-hmm. dear listener, if you do not know us in real life, yeah. and you would like to validate us, <laughs> I am cordially inviting you yeah. to tell us how great we are. Yes. And I, I support this message. <laughs> Man cannot live on dad's love alone. 
<laughs> or mom's cardigan clips. Or mom's cardigan. Of which I could use right now. They're right over there in a box. Oh, uh, for you and Flamingo Jones. Yeah, technically they were for you also. I just <laughs> managed to. You just managed to not share. Mm. All right, but now I need to find the perfect one to match this up. We can continue, by the way, as I... Mm -hmm. This is the one. Okay. Yeah. All I right, so it. Ashley is wearing camellias. She's wearing a nice little kimono with variations of flower, varied flowers. Varied and she has flowers. chosen rose clips to keep it together. She's it very... Together. You know what? She looks like a Californian. Do I? Or at least what, like, I would... A little bohemian? A little bohemian. I'm a little bohemian. I'll give boho. you that. I'm a, I'm, I'm a little boho. I'll give you that. All right. Okay. Thank you for... <laughs> All right. Okay. That was our news. That was our news. And now, as we get to the next episode, it's time for... Wait, but first, did we have any oopsie daisies from last ep? No, everything was perfect. Oh, Okay. All right. No, we said everything exactly right. Okay, perfect. Unless you're willing to admit that Betty was not wearing Louboutin in <sighs> I'm not her willing house, to then, admit that. Yeah. I am not. <laughs> I will <laughs> and never. And I was not asking you to. Okay. Then we were perfect? Yep. Okay, great. Yeah. All right, so then it's time for <gasps> Ashley Predicted. Ashley Predicted on season two, episode 11 of Mad Men, that Betty and Helen would become besties mm. which would make glenn pissed off because <laughs> he wanted Hel uh, betty to be his girlfriend yeah but now he's his mom's girlfriend yeah okay all right don would still not be back mm-hmm um because he's in california which then i remembered because yes. he's in california <laughs> and betty would be considering taking him back because she likes the access to sex mm. and so while he's in california she builds a special <laughs> don room where he can crawl on him at night. Mm. Uh, all the blankets are different the next morning. Right, right, right. And I believe it would be like just the size of him. The uh, room, that's yes, right. The yes, room. yes. And he would have a new affair with a blonde bombshell on the beach. Oh, okay. I mean, parts all right. of that okay. are accurate. All right. Pelly, uh, Pelly. <laughs> Pelly? Peggy the Pelican uh -huh. uh, would have... More and more stellar outfits, and that's really the extent of the in-episode prediction. You can tell us, did the prediction where you would say, where you get that dress girl <laughs> at her, you can tell us if that came true. <laughs> no, it no. did not. It did not. She did have a fashion update. She had a fashion update. Pretty serious one. 100%. Yeah. There would be a surfing slash beach montage within the first five minutes of the episode. There was a uh, swimming pool montage. Not montage, but moment. There was people in bikinis Okay. pretty much in within the first five minutes. Okay. Well, it started out as surfing, then a surfing montage, <laughs> then a, a surfing beach montage, then a beach montage with surfing. Now we're just a pool. <laughs> people in bathing suits. Fair enough. This is your show. So Pete doesn't know how adoption works because he doesn't pay attention to what Trudy says. So he would, as we realize, he is in California, and he would see unattended babies in strollers, and then, because uh, their mother was buying fruit, uh -huh. and then the mother would chase down Pete, mm -hmm. and he'd be like, 
what are you talking about? This is how adoption works. Right. And it would keep happening and he would get salty when he actually learned the real method. And at some point he would try to adopt some teens playing basketball. <laughs> right. Uh, you had said that Cooper would pop into random rooms on, and offer mm-hmm. random salutations. Okay. Like in a restaurant saying, you graduated. <laughs> <laughs> and the lingo was that someone on the beach mm. would say far out. Mm. All right. Hey. Didn't get that. Didn't get it every time. That's okay. That's all right. I'm holding on You're so holding on. tight. It's, it's the gas. And that's your right. Thanks. Now, You're part welcome. of me still thinks I should have retired the lingam. I was, remember I said, let's retire yeah. it. And then I brought it back. See. I I'll always wonder if that was a mistake. And you'll never know for I've lived five long seasons. enough to become the villain. <laughs> Either die. Uh-huh. What is it? A Die hero. early, a hero. Yeah. Or live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Indeed. That's what's happened. You're a regular... I did not die a hero. Harvey Dent. <laughs> aren't you? Yeah. And well, Two-Face? Yep. Okay, look at me! You're so smart. All right. You can quote him, but you don't actually know who he is or where he well, comes from. I, yes. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so, season two, episode 11. It's called The Jet Set. Mm-hmm. And a synopsis for The Jet Set. On a business trip to Los Angeles, Don becomes acquainted with some exciting new friends. Peggy looks for romance and work and learns something new about Kurt. Uh Uh-huh. And then Duck suggests that a British firm purchase Sterling Cooper. Yes. So we will start talking about Betty and... Nope. Here's the thing. I said Betty. I thought Peggy. <laughs> I believe that to I don't be know. true. Betty's not even like actually in Betty this whole is, episode. No, she doesn't really make an appearance in a real way. In a real way. Not in a real way. Hey, wait. Okay, for it. all right. How dare you? <laughs> Just because I said her. So Peggy is in a meeting. A bunch of people are in a meeting. Uh, and they're talking about right guard. Mm-hmm. There's a survey. Uh, and right guard was the one that was any woman wants an excuse to get closer. And now mm. they're looking at like, yeah, athletes use it. And, mm-hmm. But women don't use it. Right. Because. They it, have perfume. Yes. But the survey says that uh, I became uh, Steve Harvey really quick. Sorry. <laughs> survey says. Survey says. Perfume doesn't. like Fight wetness. Fight wetness. I knew it was some disgusting phrase. Yes. That. Uh, Ken said? Yes. So, Smitty asks Peggy, as the, like, lead creative person, Uh if Don would mind if they got lunch. So, Mm -hmm. like, Peggy is treated like her position uh, affords her, which is neat. And she's like, sure, if we promise that Gillette dropped by. Right. Whatever they were waiting on, I guess their client just wasn't showing up, and so they decided to go for it. During this scene... Sal is going on about, did you see Loretta Young last night? Yeah. So What was that all about? I just did a little research on Loretta Young. Okay. And she is an actress. I actually don't know anything about Loretta <laughs> Young. But she hosted the Loretta Young show from 1953 to 1961, June 1st of 4th of 1961. It was called Loretta Young Show. It was an American anthology drama series. Okay. So it ran for eight seasons. It looked like it was pretty popular. It had a lot of guest stars on it. But 
this episode as we it is dated later as being like s- late september mm-hmm. of 1962 Two. Mm-hmm. so the new loretta young show ran from one season from september 24th 1962 to march 18th 1963 and the new loretta young show was an episodic comedy slash drama mm. and so what i'm thinking is that sal saw like the first episode of the new loretta young show Mm -hmm. and was like what is this bullshit Mm. this is a not an anthology drama this is an episodic right comedy drama right and sal wasn't having it he will have none of that bullshit no ma'am was this the impetus for think well not for comedy i suppose but for drama of like your svus your laws and your orders episodic those are procedural okay uh all right frankly here i thought i knew something (laughs) i mean honestly i'm not sure what episodic versus anthology so like an anthology is when all of the they're standalone right no that's episodic when an episode when it when when each episode can kind of has its own storyline that's self-contained I believe an anthology is when the storyline continues and continues and gets bigger. I think it's the opposite. All right, we'll find out. An episodic narrative, according to the dictionary on Wikipedia, is containing or consisting of a series of loosely connected parts or events. Because when you think of an anthology, it's like, it'll be like one volume with a bunch of short stories in it. Uh-huh. And so so an anthology, a published collection of poems or other pieces of writing. So an anthology is like a collection. So how would that work in a television show? The thing that's coming to mind is American Horror Story, but that's one season. You know, each season is different from mm-hmm. each other. Right. But I think it's, it's just that every episode is a completely different story. It's like a bunch of little movies. Like a Twilight Zone? Yeah. Okay. There you go. Okay. Exactly. So The Twilight Zone is an anthology. Okay. And Dear listener, please call us on our oopsie daisies. <laughs> okay. So Sal is mad at the Loretta Young show. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, we find out that Kinsey is still in Mississippi. And Ken says the papers say it's going to be Little Rock all over again. So Somebody says in this day and age. Mm-hmm. Who says that? I forget. Peggy? Peggy says that. Okay. And Harry says, I don't know why they keep stirring up trouble. Mm-hmm. And so Little Rock is referring to the integration of, like, an elementary school in Arkansas. Little Rock, Arkansas. Mm-hmm. And what's happening, we find out later, it's James Meredith being the first black man enrolling in University of Mississippi, mm-hmm. a.k.a. Ole Miss. Mm. And that's the date where we get the late September 1962. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, we find out that Kurt doesn't have a TV. Yes. So he didn't watch the any version of the Loretta Young show. Right. And it's like, what do you do in your... Sp-? First of all, Harry's like, it's your job. Yeah. To watch these things. Right. So, what do you do in your spare time? Concert. Bark. <laughs> Bob Dylan at... He saw Bob Dylan at Carnegie he Hall. Did. And Peggy gets excited because she heard it on the radio. Uh-huh. So, here's where I'm going to go off... A little bit more on Bob Dylan. Here we go. I'm ready. I'm a... I'm buckling in. I'm a real Bob Dylan head. You are. So I looked Much up, to your chagrin with me. Yeah. For not being one. Now, here's something. <clears throat> Tell me. 
According to my sort... Wait, is, are they in 1962? Yeah. Okay, then we're fine. Don't worry okay. about it, we're okay. fine. So Bob Dylan's first concert in New York, or his really first headlining concert at all, mm-hmm. was at Carnegie Hall, November 4th, 1961. Okay. And it was in a smaller hall, not like in the big... It was like a hundred seat room. Okay. And then he released his first album titled Bob Dylan, March 19th, 1962. Okay. So that would have been out... It would have been the only album out at the time of this episode. Mm-hmm. I don't think Bob Dylan would have been very well known mm-hmm. or would have been a name they would have dropped at this time. Hmm. Maybe they would have, and maybe Smitty and Kurt and <clears throat> Peggy know it. It just seems like, because it wasn't until his second album that Gone with the Wind, no, Blowing <laughs> in the Wind came out. <laughs> And I think it wasn't really until his third album, A Hard Rain's Gonna Fall. That's not the name of the album. <laughs> it wasn't until his third album, The Times They Are a Changin'. I knew there was an A dash something. Okay. That I think he actually hit it big. Okay. Maybe Freewheeling Bob Dylan, but I think that one. Okay. So I just, I am perfectly happy with Peggy being a Bob Dylan fan. And yes, he was playing in New York mm-hmm. and whatnot. I just question whether that's a popular name to drop. I don't know. Well, so I don't... Here's what I think. Uh-huh. I'm trying to remember, did everybody else in the room react to Bob Dylan or was it just Peggy? It was mostly Peggy, but Smitty dropped that piece of information as if it was like, hey, he saw, you know, Jerry Garcia yeah. at Woodstock or whatever. I don't right. know if that's... Well, it was Kurt who drops it, who says he saw... Wasn't it Kurt who said... No, who it was saw Smitty. His... Kurt says he likes to go to concerts. Smitty's like, he saw Bob Dylan at Carnegie Hall. Interesting. Okay. Well, here's what I was going to say. Okay, tell it to me. That these these cats are young. Yes. Peggy, Smitty, mm-hmm. Kurt, yeah. these are the young cats in the room. Mm-hmm. And so it would make sense to me that they would be, especially Smitty yeah. and Kurt. Definitely. That they would be on the up and up of yeah. the hip, up mm-hmm. and coming my mom saw the police in a teeny tiny little club in England mm-hmm. before they were like huge. Okay. Which is cool. That's just like a thing you're I just, like to you're say. You're just dropping that I'm information. Just, now in. I'm just dropping that. Now you're trying to make me jealous of your mom? <laughs> I guess. That's right. All right, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. My dad saw the Rolling Stones in Tuscaloosa in the early 70s. So. All right. My first concert ever was Billy Joel. <laughs> I think my first concert ever was Bob Dylan <laughs> and Brian Setzer. That's way cooler. Mine was Billy Joel and Richard Marks. Mm. Do you even know who that is? I know that's an 80s name. Okay. That's all I got. Yeah. It was in the early 90s that I went. I think it definitely makes sense that Smitty and Kurt know Bob Dylan. And sure, so Peggy, she is working hard to be a high, fancy Mm. Manhattanite. Right. But she also likes Father Gill, who likes folk music. Right. So I don't know. Right. All right. So I could see I could see mm-hmm. the young folk sure. being up to yeah. date in the cool things. And Peggy takes this as an opportunity mm-hmm. to be a little flirty with Kurt. Mm-hmm. Well, Kurt flirt. And Kurt tells her, when you hear him, you will smile like this. Yeah. <laughs> His little face is so funny. Yeah. Because he only hardly smiles at all. Yeah. It's barely a <laughs> smile. And invites her to, a Bob, I guess, a Bob Dylan concert that yeah. they just knew was going to happen, maybe. Yeah. So, good for them. Who says the duck's in the blind, now or never? I'm going to say that was Smitty. Oh, uh, yes, now I'm remembering. Yeah. Uh, about the lunch, eating yeah. the lunch. Yeah, that's part of it. They're, like, going to leave. Yeah. Harry wants to split a lobster with Peggy? Yeah, it's weird. 
It's real weird. That's, first of all, don't eat lobster. Gross. Ew. That's, Second of all, how do you split one? They're not just, very big. Well, I mean, there's a lot of meat to a lobster. Is there? Have you ever eaten a lobster? No, because they're gross. Well, I've had, I've eaten a piece of lobster to know okay. enough that it's gross. Oh, thank you. I've never had a whole lobster. Right. I've had a whole lobster, and it's a time-consuming thing. There's a lot of meat to it. Okay. I, I don't want, it's a messy thing. Yeah. I wouldn't eat it in public. Okay. And. Because you got to break all them shells yeah. and dip it in butter. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's pretty good. Gross. <laughs> Honestly. Here's the thing. I don't like any seafood. Yeah. Fish is okay. Mm-hmm. Shellfish, I should say. I don't like shellfish. Okay. Uh, and it's the texture. All right. Ugh. It's yeah. rubbery. Yeah. Well. It doesn't It doesn't feel in my teeth like meat. So you don't eat shrimp? No. God, no. Interesting. I used to as a kid. Yeah. I used to really like shrimp. Uh-huh. I don't know why, because I was a very picky kid. Yeah. Like, I liked cheese. Okay. And I liked hamburgers yeah would i eat a cheeseburger no of course not right so i was blasphemy yes i was very picky that was me keeping kosher Mm -hmm. (laughs) just kidding except for all the shrimp except for all the shrimp exactly yeah so i really liked shrimp as a kid okay and then at some point my mouth was like this is bullshit (laughs) we're done with and the rest of me has Mm -hmm. ever since agreed yeah now i've had crab rangoon Okay. Because my ex-husband makes amazing crab rangoon. Mm-hmm. Here's the other thing about me. Okay. You probably know this. Maybe you don't. I'd love to hear it. I am way. convinced firmly uh-huh. that I'm allergic to everything. Okay. Do you know this about me? Not really, but it makes sense. <laughs> it fits in what I know about you. It tracks. Yeah. Um, yeah. So for a long time, I wouldn't eat nuts. Mm. Like... Yeah. I wouldn't eat a nut other than a peanut, which I know is not a nut, or an almond. Okay. Because those are the ones that I knew for sure I wasn't allergic to. Yeah. But a walnut, get that shit out of here. I'm probably allergic. So you were just like, just in case I'm allergic, <sighs> yes. I'm not going to eat these common allergy items. I'm not going to eat these common, severely allergic allergy yeah. items, including shellfish. And also because I, I became randomly allergic to bananas. Yeah, that's a weird one. That's a weird one. Yeah. But it's a thing. Right. And so mm-hmm. I will now, not only do I not like shellfish, yeah. but if I happened to get a bit of shrimp in an egg roll or something, mm-hmm. I would freak out okay. that I was allergic to it. Yeah, that, that makes sense to me. <laughs> the freaking out. It, it just <laughs> jibes with what I know about you. It doesn't make any sense. It goes right. counter to, to things that make sense. To, to, it goes counter to reality, but yes. it tracks with who I am as a person. Indeed. <laughs> Precisely. Perfect. Well, I'm happy to know that you know me that well. Yeah. And uh, that I don't have to share my lobster with you. You do not. I would prefer that you don't. Done and done. <laughs> so the next time we see this group, they're in the break room and Jordan... Jordan. Jordan. What's wrong with my brain? <laughs> Joan is sorting through just boxes of donuts. They looked delicious. And they're like... Kurt and Harry and Smitty and Sal are all just like leering. There's like 10 of these boxes. Yeah. There's so many donuts. Yeah. They're all different flavors. And Ken comes in and apparently he, what client was sending these? Did we? Right, was it Right Guard? I guess so. That's a weird. That's my only guess. Because it's the only client they mention. Yeah. Some client is real yeah. happy with him and sends them all these donuts. But he says they're going to be getting them weekly. I don't it's get like, that. Who's sending donuts every week other than Duncan? Um. But you know. Not our business. No. And Kurt, in front of everyone else, tells 
Peggy that the Bob Dylan is at eight. Mm-hmm. And then everyone's like, oh, ooh, mm-hmm. ooh, Kurt and Peggy. Kurt and Peggy <laughs> sitting at Bob Dylan. <laughs> uh-huh. And Peggy's kind of like facing away from them, so she's not really showing how happy she kind of is with mm-hmm. that. And then Kurt says, you think Peggy and I? I'm homosexual. <laughs> yeah, he's like, what? what's funny? <laughs> what, Peggy and I? And they're like, yes, of course. Uh-huh. No. <laughs> no, I am homosexual. And Ken says, I don't think that means what you think it means. <laughs> and Kurt says bluntly, I make love with the men, not with the woman. <laughs> well, and Smitty tries to stop him. Yeah. Smitty's like, I forget what he says, but he's like, Kurt. Right, right. And Kurt's like, no. Yeah. I make love with the men, not the woman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Harry is just kind of dumbfounded. Sal, is, his face yes. is just blinking. Yeah, it's like, do you think he was blinking away tears at first? No, <laughs> I think he was genuinely shocked. Just shocked. I think he, he stays was shocked. Silent. Yes. And just like is holding this half-eaten donut. He's a deer in headlights. Looking at everyone. Yeah, yeah he's a deer in headlights. He has. This guy's come in and is just like, making it no big deal. Right. But then everybody else makes right. it a really big deal. Right. So Harry's like, "What did you know about this?" And Smitty says, "It's from he's from Europe. It's different there." And Harry says, so Kurt is a pervert. Mm-hmm. Joan said, he had me fooled. And Ken said, I knew queers existed. I just don't want to work with them. Yeah. Ken, for all his sensitivity, is the most, like, aggressively mm-hmm. homophobic yeah. in all of this. They all are. Yeah. But yeah, Kurt really just doesn't care what anyone thinks. No. Well, and, and Smitty, when... Ken says that about, mm-hmm. uh, I know queers existed, I just don't want to work with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Smitty says, what, he's the first homo you've had in advertising? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, fair point. Yeah. It's since at least two homosexuals have come through their right? quarters that we've seen. Right. And, uh. Yeah. And Sal, the whole mm-hmm. time, he's just taking this all in. Yeah. Both the good and the bad. Yeah. Poor Sal. Yeah. He's... And so I have weird. to imagine it was extra heartbreaking for Sal in this moment when it was Ken who was the one being the most vicious. That is such a good point. Because he's in love with him. That is such a good... I forgot that he had that extra... Mm-hmm. Yeah, so these people that he cares about... And he even, like, mm-hmm. looks at Ken, not mm-hmm. longingly, but kind yeah. of hurt, kind of confused, still kind of shocked mm-hmm. um, when this is all going down and Ken is being vicious. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I bet that's extra hurtful, like... I know I couldn't say anything. Yeah. I already knew I couldn't say anything. Mm-hmm. Now I really can't say anything. Yeah. It's very sad. It is sad. I feel bad for poor... What's his name? <laughs> so the date's still on for the Bob Dylan, mm-hmm. of course. And so Kurt arrives and Peggy pours him some wine. They both look very cute. Mm-hmm. He's got his sailor suit on. I don't know. He's got like a... I didn't even notice what he was wearing. It's a like a double-breasted tan... Okay. ...blazer with a turtleneck. I'm, I'm just failing the fashion department. Making it up at this point. Okay. <laughs> uh, Peggy's wearing a dress. She's wearing a very cute little dress. Lovely. So you didn't say, damn, where you get that dress? I didn't. That's fine. No. So Peggy tells Kurt that she hopes he wasn't embarrassed, and she'd understand if he had a guy that he would rather go to. Mm-hmm. And... She, she says, I don't know why I picked the wrong boys. But wait a minute. Before okay. that, I have a question. Okay. I rewound this yes. three times to mm-hmm. see if I could understand what he was saying. Mm. She says, if you have a man you'd rather go with tonight, I understand. 
And then Kurt says something that sounds like, are you not on the drip tonight? Mm. What is he saying? Is he saying, mm. are, he says, are you not on the something tonight? And it sounds like drip. Are you not on the drip tonight? Honestly, that's what I heard too. <laughs> what does that mean? Is he asking her if she's on her period? I don't know what that means. That's a... Because on he... The, all right, so according, according to uh, Urban Dirkshaner, <laughs> on the drip means after you drink so much that you need to be hooked up to an IV. Um, okay, no. That's not That's not it. Yeah, I don't know about that. So, uh, drip in slang means that your look or style is extremely fashionable or sexy. Right. I think that's a more modern That's version. modern, yeah. So, I am sorry. I'm looking up on the drip 60s. Hmm. You think you're fancy. I do think I'm fancy. You don't think that Cardi B song is no, accurate? No, probably not. Probably not. I don't know. And also, is that what he was saying? You know, I have no idea. Like, I I kind of thought that I heard this that too, and I didn't investigate it. All right. I was very confused, and I thought yeah. he was asking her if she was on her period. That's kind of what I heard, but it didn't make sense even in that way. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. And then she asks, why do I pick the wrong boys? Yeah. And he says, you're drinking sad. <laughs> yes, you're drinking sad. Which is a good argument for whatever it was he did say may not have been like an actual phrase. That's true. That's that would be true. easy to look up. Or it could have been That's a true. bastardization of an existing phrase. That's true. So I think we, our hands are clean Okay. for not knowing what the fuck. Okay, great. Thank you. Thanks. So Peggy <laughs> asks him what's wrong with me, and in classic uh, gay best friend style, mm-hmm. Kurt says, you are old style. This is not modern office working woman. I fix you. I fix you. <laughs> and is like messing with her bangs. Right. And then they pull out one of these yellow kitchen chairs with footrests. Did you ever have oh, one of these? Oh, yes. I'm, I think we did too. Yeah. Oh, yes. It's very familiar. Yes. Looking. My grandfather mm-hmm. um, had one, and it was white <clears throat> metal with black padding, mm-hmm. and it was same thing with the little step stool and then like the seat. Yeah, and that's what I would sit on when I was there. Mm-hmm. And one of the only home movies that exists of me, yeah, like ever, yeah, um, is of me at his place. Mm-hmm. Which my aunt now owns his house. Yeah. She didn't get it from him. He died. It mm-hmm. sold to somebody else, came up, back up on the market, and she bought it. So it's nice. very strange, like, being in there now. Okay, yeah. Um, but anyways, in the living room, there's this video of me on this stool. Uh-huh. I'm four, maybe. Yeah. And I am pretending to be the preschool teacher at mm-hmm. my preschool. Mm-hmm. And I am very bossy. Yeah. <laughs> if you can believe it. Yeah, that's another uh-huh. thing that... <laughs> I am very dramatic. Mm-hmm. If your mind could fathom it, I a little <laughs> little baby Ashley, <laughs> and I am quote unquote reading mm-hmm. this story that was a real book we had at school, but yeah. I just memorized it, so I'm yeah. like pretending to turn the pages and all that. Uh-huh. And he keeps laughing or giggling or something, and so I put him in timeout. Yeah, and I sit on him, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, it's a whole thing, yeah. and it's very cute. But it happens on mm-hmm. that stool. Okay. Yeah. So yes, in answer to your question, you definitely did. Got, got one of them. You got a much better like evidence and connection with yeah. it than I do, which is I'm pretty sure we had one. <laughs> and Kurt tells her each time Bob Dylan is late, he will not miss us a half hour. Mm-hmm. And once again, it makes me happy. 
to hear that name. Yes. So Peggy is now in a yellow house dress yes. to cover up from all of the... Cat. Sorry. Oh! <laughs> okay, the, the me making that's, the noise didn't work. There we go. That's... He was walking on me. <laughs> <laughs> That'll learn him. That's right. So she tells him... He tells her... She tells him just a trim. Mm-hmm. And he's like... It's so sure, uh-huh. of course. And then just honk, 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 four or five honk, inches honk. of and, her ponytail. And it's okay. It's good. Yes. Just absolutely trims off most of her hair. All right, but now let me tell you something. Tell me about it. I don't know how I feel about this scene. Okay, what are you thinking? Well, I don't know that I like the trope mm-hmm. of the gay best friend is going to fix you and make you cuter. I agree. Right? Yeah. Um, it's not like we know because it's been brought up before that Uh Kurt knows how to cut hair and he is super fashionable or whatever, you know, it's just this trope of like, well, of course gay men have style. Yeah. That's, of course they do. And not only do they have style, but they're going to help you have style, even Mm -hmm. though it's not your, their kind of style. It's not like, you know what I mean? So I just don't know how I feel about. Yeah. Perpetuating this trope of the gay best friend comes in and fix and mm-hmm. I'm going to make you fabulous, girl. Right. The dowdy woman. Exactly. Is all of a sudden glamorous because of the gay man. Exactly. I, I totally agree. Yeah. I, even if it is a play on it, it's yeah. not actually different. It's just right. all of a sudden there's a gay man. Right. And, yeah. Right. And I feel mm-hmm. like there's so much more that could have happened with his revelation. Yeah. With this relationship, mm-hmm. um, even if it was like Peggy, uh, I think you could have more fun. I think you could live more authentically. Here I am, Kurt, yeah. living yeah. authentically. I don't think you're living authentically. Mm-hmm. Go to the hair salon. Yeah. As opposed to like, mm-hmm. not only do I think you need style, but I'm right. going to do it and yeah. do it perfectly. Yeah. Because clearly mm-hmm. I can do these things because I'm gay. Right. I so agree. I don't like. I and because he's European. He doesn't really right. have a personality other than he talks in broken English. Exactly. And is gay now. Exactly. Yeah. I exactly agree. Well, great. I'm glad I we don't, agree on that. Kurt and Smitty don't really, they're interesting kind of because yeah. they're different from everyone else, but they're not as full characters as they could be. Well, and, and I liked a lot where this started of him yeah. just owning this. Yeah. Of him just being like, no, I sleep with men, not right. with women. What do you want? Mm-hmm. Um... And it's nice that it didn't turn into a legal battle or like now he's getting his car is egged or he gets fired or something. Right. There's still plenty of like homophobia being exhibited. Right. I don't know how accurate that is to the time period. Right. Like just the limited um, reaction. Mm Mm-hmm. But yeah, I agree. It, It wasn't really that transformative for either character. No. No. Yeah. It just felt unnecessary and it felt like a, just a trope. Yeah. It just felt real tropey. Mm-hmm. Unnecessarily. You're on notice, Matthew Weiner. Matthew <laughs> Weiner wrote this episode. Oh, so. well, I got a bone to pick. I got a bone to pick with you, Maddie W. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Maddie W. <laughs> I just turned his name into a gang sign. So the next time we see them, we see Harry, Sal, Ken, and Peggy, and she's got, like, new... Mm, Very mod. I'm in 
a girl group in 1962 hair. It's the bo- it's the flip bob. Yeah. Yeah. Shoulder length. She still bob has with the bangs. It's yeah. Not like the bangs went anywhere. Well, no, how, you can't get rid of bangs. I know, but like that's what he was criticizing. Then I'm like, I'm gonna fix it. Yeah. And he just cut other parts of the hair. But it looks good. It looks cute. She it looks, looks real cute. cute. And they are watching coverage of like probably what is the riots at right. Ole Miss because uh, they mentioned James Meredith. And so that took place, I believe, September 30th, 1962. So mm-hmm. that gives us that date. And then Pete walks in. He's got a tan. He's not letting on that he doesn't know where Don is. Right. <laughs> He's just like, is he back yet? Right. Have you all heard from him? Because they've been in California. Yes. Right. Which we will. And we'll talk all about Don. We'll talk about Don. And, uh. Peggy asks him, how was it? And he says, spectacular business-wise, but I don't know that I'd want to live there. And he brought back oranges. Yeah, because then Peggy, somebody asked him to bring back a bag of oranges. Roger asked Don to bring back oh, a bag of okay. oranges. Oh, okay. That's right. That's right. Which, we knew that came up. It must be like, this is what you bring back from California. Yeah. Because this is a totally different set of people. Yeah. And I have a feeling Don didn't say to Pete, hey, Remember before you hit the plane <laughs> to grab a bag of oranges? Right. That doesn't seem like something. Also, are there not expensive. oranges in New York? There's not. It's not the same. It's, it's not, not the same. That's no. California oranges? No. No. Have you had California oranges? I've had mangoes in Michigan and in 2020, and they're worse than mangoes in the South. Really? Yes. In 2020? Fruit up here sucks hard. If it's not like an apple in the fall. Okay. I will say mangoes suck right now. In the summer, they're tasty. Okay. They are nothing like Florida. Really? When I went to LA last summer, Mm -hmm. or two summers ago, Mm -hmm. I bought mangoes specifically because I hadn't had a decent one, and it was like eating an angel's face. It was so good. (laughs) Yeah. Interesting. No, tropical fruit tastes better when it's closer to home. (laughs) All right. That's why, like, driving through Florida and getting oranges or fresh orange juice is just a different experience. All right. Yeah. All right. Sorry, I had to lay the Thank smack Thank you down. for... Welcome to Fruit Pod. Fruit Facts. I am here for all Fruit Pod. <laughs> that is... <laughs> this has been Fruit Corner. This has been Fruit Corner. <laughs> uh, so, Sal kind of mentions he wants to go one day to California and I kind of mm-hmm. wonder if it's like as we see in this episode California is a different place yes it is much freer and yes. and less constrictive than New York so maybe Sal is would like a little bit of that yes Ken asks what's wrong with California and Pete says the people I don't know glad to be home and then tells uh, Peggy that she looks different and Ken says Kurt's a homo <laughs> Because yeah. that's all Ken cares about. Yeah, he just blurts that out. Yeah. And that's the end of them. That's the end of them. We got problems. Kurt's gay and Peggy's got a haircut. The end. The end. <laughs> Kinsey's still in Mississippi. Yep. Goodbye. <laughs> so the, the next one we will look at. We're going to talk a little bit about Roger. Then we're going to talk a little bit about Duck. Duck Phillips. Duck Fuck Duck. Fuck the Duck Phillips. Mm. Roger Dodger. So it starts off the whole episode, which is some naked feet. Yeah. Naked legs. A lady naked in bed. Yeah. 
And it is... Writing poetry. Jane. Yeah. I didn't realize that at first. I yeah. thought mm-hmm. this was going to be Art Bitch Midge okay. coming back. Because the dark hair, mm-hmm. naked in bed, mm-hmm. writing poetry. Mm. Bada bing, bada boom. Yes. Art Bitch Midge. Yes. And it was clear that... Well, it seemed like it was in a hotel. I think it was in a hotel. Yeah. Yeah. So my brain immediately I went... I Roger's living in a hotel right now. Probably. Yeah, that's probably yeah. true. Um, my brain went to, this is Art Bitch Midge, mm-hmm. somehow in California mm-hmm. with Don. Okay. So. But that's not who it was. Right. It was Jane. Yeah. We haven't seen Art Bitch Midge all season. No, I know. Yeah. She's gone. Yeah. That's okay. I miss her. She was my favorite of his girlfriend. I'm thinking about her. I'm thinking about her time inappropriate bra. <laughs> yeah. Until the end of my days. It caught your eye. Maybe it was very appropriate. <laughs> it did its job. <laughs> Touche. Thank you. Touche. So she's reciting a poem about Roger. Mm-hmm. And he's transfixed by it. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty generic love poem yeah it's not it sounds like something a 21 year old would write yeah 20 year old 20 shit that's right but it does sound like something a 21 year old would write she just advanced like that yes and roger says i shouldn't be surprised by anything you do Mm. and he's she's like no you shouldn't that's insulting (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. and one of the lines had been about like she makes he makes her feel older mm-hmm. and he says that he doesn't like the idea of making him older and she says it doesn't matter how old i am our souls are the same age Ugh. because this i think this whole relationship is about her being young and so mm. yeah. the fact that we see her naked and in like the bloom of youth mm-hmm. is very it's just highlighting their age difference mm-hmm. and what Roger likes about her. He doesn't like her being older. Right. He doesn't like the idea of making her older or her ever getting older. <laughs> and she's like, I don't know how uh, I'm going to I'm gonna eat another mushroom and this whole world will disappear like it's Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. Because he says, you're getting to me. Mm-hmm. After she says, our souls are the same age and they smooch. Mm-hmm. Oh, Jane, you're getting to me. Blech. Gross. Ew. Love. Yuck. <laughs> Disgusting. And she says, I, I, you know, the reason it won't happen is because I love you, Jane. Mm. And she says, Margaret and Mona have been your life for the last 40 years. Mm. And he corrects her and says 30. 30. Because he doesn't want to be given too old. Right. Which is a big thing. I mean, that's been his life for 30 a long fucking time. years. Yeah. And coming into that is a lot of responsibility and can be kind of scary. So now, are we meant to believe that Roger is only in his mid-50s? Because if they've been yeah. together 30 years, mm-hmm. back then you got married early 20s. Yeah. So he's what, 52, 53? He looks way older. So if... He seems way older. I don't think he's that much older. No? No. So if he was in World War Two, let's say he was 20 in 1940, and then he would be 40 in 1960. So he could be 30 in 1940. Yeah. And then he would be 50 in 1960. So that's still hmm. very doable. All right. And he John, just seems older and all that. I mean. I know John Slattery isn't. Well, yeah. who knows how old he is now. But All right. So John Slattery. Oh, well, this is a very confusing thing <laughs> for my brain to do. <laughs> so this episode Mm -hmm. is from 2008 
which okay, was... Okay, 13 years ago. 13 years ago, so he would have been 45. Damn! Yeah. yeah. That's a real white-haired man. Yeah, he just has At white hair. 45. Poor John Slattery. I mean, I... listen, he can still get it. So you don't think that a I just imagine white-haired man is very handsome? No, 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 no. That's not what I mean. Mm-hmm. He is super handsome. He's mm-hmm. he's very cute. I just imagine, mm-hmm. as I know how men are mm-hmm. with their hair, yeah, um, being and and mm-hmm. he was also very silver fox in that episode where he got pissed on by Carrie Bradshaw. It's because he has silver hair. Yes, I know. But I imagine <laughs> yeah. that a man would be very hung up about that. Possibly. That's just what I imagine. Some people. I wouldn't be surprised if he was one of those guys that went silver in like his twenties. Yeah, super young. Which. It works for guys. It does work for him. Yeah. He's working it. He's doing fine. All right. I don't I take think, it back. I think he's all right. Okay. Men don't have that Poor problem. white man. Yeah. Poor white man with hair problems. Yeah. Let me feel bad for him for a minute, mm-hmm. Kate. So he <laughs> proposes to Jane. He sure does. And she's taken off guard. She's like, no. At first. And then he says, won't you do this for me? And she agrees. And so I kind of wonder if she wants at all to be married at 20 right because that's not really necessarily what a young upstart wants but i don't know she's probably fine too i'm not gonna feel bad for her don't feel bad for her she's just really hit the lottery of office romances right right speaking of talking about money we know that there's a Jew in the room because <laughs> the next scene with Roger opens on some lox and schmear yeah. and bagels. Yeah. And it looked ate. real tasty. It was beautiful. Listen, as a Jew in this room, yeah. what I wouldn't give for that spread. Hey. Let me tell you. It's a... I enjoy eating the it The best very part much. of family functions... Yeah. Now, often they're funerals, mm. which is not great. No. But... Right? There's always deli. Yeah. Oh, a good oh. deli platter from a great Jewish deli. I mean, that should be the best part of a funeral. It is the best like, part. What of other part of a funeral? Right. No, no, no. That's good. true. It, well, you know, the reminiscing, the coming together, the get over yourself. It, you're right. Get lying to and our that's lying. Audience. The best part is the deli. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, it's real good. Yeah. So when I saw mm-hmm. that, it made me. You were like, boy, I hope a relative dies soon. <laughs> I mean, I could just fucking go to a deli. Yeah, we have but those. That's fine. So it's his lawyer. Yes, <laughs> Roger's lawyer. He's talking about, they're talking about the divorce, mm-hmm. and he suggests, the lawyer's suggesting, like, how about one of those modern arrangements, mm-hmm. essentially like an open marriage or something. But Roger's like, I don't want Mona to get any of my money, and they're gonna try to take it i can't stand another day being married to that woman Mm -hmm. we've been miserable for years i don't want to die with that woman. yes and the lawyer says i have to warn you women in this situation get extra irrational Mm -hmm. and as he's leaving and duck phillips is coming into the office and clearly they have a history the lawyer and duck yes yes which as we know duck is divorced so we can assume right roger sees that he pours a drink which Duck looks at and is like mouth waters a little mm-hmm. bit. And he asks Duck, like, how good is he? <laughs> right, this lawyer. Roger knew what was going on. So Duck says that he's one of the best and the other best one. 
is a guy who turns out to be Mona's attorney. Right. So that kind of is its own little conversation. Mm-hmm. And then Duck brings up, hey, I've been here for two years. I think I've earned a partnership. Yeah. In two years. <sighs> yeah. Good grief. And Roger, and he's like, I'd love to, you know, you can present your case to the partners because I'm at a loss. Yeah. You haven't exactly delivered on that 30% you promised. Right. He, you know, because we haven't really seen him actually succeed no. much. And he's warning him that it's going to be difficult. Like, the board is unlikely to like him. Well, and here's something interesting. He says, the, you'll have to come in and present your case to the board. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he says, Cooper hates you. Mm-hmm. And his sister does everything he does. Mm-hmm. So that means Cooper's sister yeah. is also on the board. This is the first we've heard about this. That is the first we've heard about this. I would not... Who is this woman? Why are the two of them? So this makes me think. Uh Uh-huh. Was Cooper's father the original Mm -hmm. Cooper? I don't think so. Just like, well, Sterling's Mm dad, Roger's dad was the original Sterling. Why would Cooper's sister be on the board? I don't have a good answer for that. Other than she may be invested early. At, you know, when it was a smaller company. Mm, Maybe. Because maybe she's married into wealth maybe. or something like that maybe in my head tell me honestly i don't remember if we ever see cooper's sister but okay. in my head yes i think about the arc on 30 rock where <laughs> the Don daughter Grace's daughter yes <laughs> i thought the exact same thing <laughs> Yeah. Glad you remembered his name. Yeah, as soon as Roger is like, well, his sister does everything he yeah. does. I was like, oh my god, it's that <laughs> fucking crazy woman <laughs> from Thirty Rock. Yeah, she's just like a weird person, kind of a stereotype of just an oddball yeah. cat lady. Yeah, real weird, and but also mm-hmm. over sexualized. Yeah, like just wants to jump. Right. What's his name's bones? I'm guessing Jack. Jack. Yeah. 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 It's, but she's just an odd character. <laughs> That's yeah. also who I'm I'm glad sure. that we thought the same. <laughs> yeah. So, whatever it is, she'll do whatever Cooper says. Yeah. And Don's only 12.5%, but I can't say he's your biggest cheerleader. No. And so he's tell- he tells Duck, you know, if you really want this, go out there and make rain. Mm-hmm. Not make it rain. Not make it rain. But just, I guess... But essentially make it rain. Money. (laughs) We need more money from you before we give you more money. Yeah. So apparently this didn't sit well with Duck. No, he looks pissed. Yeah. Even in this meeting. He thinks that he has it coming to him. Mm -hmm. And so he kind of devises a a plan to either leave Sterling Cooper or take it, become the head person. Yeah. Yeah. So he meets... Either die a hero mm. or live long enough to see yourself become the villain. That's exactly it. Look at what I just did. You did it so good. And I didn't even mean to. That no. was organic in the moment just right this minute. That's how you know it was meant to be. That's art. <sighs> Damn. That's art. Okay. I'm feeling real good. start charging for this podcast. <laughs> Dear, listener, Dear listener. Dear fan mail, if you also want to yeah. just send us... Some Venmo. We'll put our cash app. Hit me up. (laughs) So he meets St. John Powell, which is spelled St. John, 
and it makes me real mad yes i don't like english people doing that no it's dumb and also that was the the dad from the nanny it's mr sheffield That's working in a flower shop in Flushing, Queens, and the boyfriend kicked her out in one of those crushing scenes. What was she to do? Where was she to go? She was out on her fanny. So over the bridge to Flushing from the Sheffield's door, she was there to sell makeup. Father saw more. She had style. She had flair. She was there. That's oh how she became the nanny. The nanny. Well, I guess that's the girl we described. It's just exactly what the doctor prescribed. Now the father finds a big island. Watch out, CC. And the kids are extra smiling. Such a be. She's the lady in red while everybody else is wearing tan. The flashy girl from Flushing, the nanny named Fran. Did you not know all the words to the nanny theme song? Kate, did you like the nanny? I watched it a lot. <laughs> of course I like the nanny. Fran Drescher's awesome. Fran, Fran Drescher is awesome. I did not actually watch it much. Oh, I watched it. Clearly. Daily. <laughs> Clearly. That was amazing. It's a great, thank you. Thank you. It's a great theme song. That is a really good it's theme like song. It's like Manhattan Transfer did a theme song. Wow. I don't, I don't know if it's actually them. But... Wow. I'm so impressed right now. Well. I'm very impressed. Then I've done my job. <laughs> we need to fucking charge for this shit. We need to fucking charge for this. We are skilled, <laughs> talented women. <laughs> providing content. Did you ever see that episode of The Nanny where, because you know that's not her real voice, right? Oh, yeah. Fran Drescher's, that's not Fran Drescher's yeah. real voice. There's an episode of The Nanny where she gets a cold. Oh. And she's, like, at a restaurant or something, and Uh she, like, sniffles, sniffles, talks in her normal voice. Yeah. And then sneezes. Uh Uh-huh. And she's like, oh, God, my voice, whatever. And then Uh sneezes and is back to her (laughs) banana voice. It's great. It's real funny. I love that kind of self-aware. Yes. uh, Nods. Yeah. To what everyone's thinking. (laughs) So Mr. Sheffield and Alec Martin, who's a random guy. Just a dude. Uh, they're in a dark restaurant, and mm. they're both English, if we hadn't made that clear. They sure are. And there's already what I'm guessing is a Gibson cocktail just waiting for What's a duck. Gibson? It's the same thing as a martini, but it's with a olive. Okay. Not, not an olive, an onion, a pearl onion. Oh, okay. So yeah, gin I saw a little vermouth. onion in there. Yeah. Okay. So maybe English people like Gibsons more than martinis. Okay, okay. And and they're like, drink. Why aren't you drinking? Drink this. And Duck does like a little dance with his hands and kind of like is real nervous. Yeah. And then, you know, resists it. Mm-hmm. And the Brits are in town to visit a candy bar for Cadbury. Yeah. Ooh, Cadbury. And here's what I have Ooh. to say. Right before this scene, yeah. I had paused, went and grabbed some Easter candy because uh-huh. I'm a child. Sure. And at the moment that he said this, yeah. I was eating, <gasps> I was biting into a Cadbury egg. Wow. That happened. A cream egg? Cadbury cream egg. Okay. I'm Those the are only gross. person who likes them. I know. They're and gross. I don't care. Okay. I stink they're delicious. You stink they're delicious? That's what you said. <laughs> no, I didn't say that. <laughs> you did. You said I stink they're delicious. You know I didn't intend it. You didn't that. intend it. No, certainly you did not intend it. I don't but need you your... Freudian slipped. Right wow. into that. Wow. <laughs> I don't need you at my kitchen table insulting my candy loves. I'm not insulting it. I actually have a candy present for you. But okay, then I'll be nice. That's right. <laughs> it's a Cadbury egg. And I'm just pissed. I had it monogrammed. My mom, who's English, yeah, sent me for sent me or gave me or something for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um 
She loves to give me British candy bars because mm-hmm. I love British candy bars. Yeah. So she gave me a box. I think it was like 15, 12 or 15 wow. Cadbury chocolate bars. Okay. Oh, yeah. so good. <laughs> My favorite is yeah. a crunchy. You ever had a crunchy? What makes it a crunchy? That's the name of it. Uh, <laughs> I wish sometimes that this were a visual podcast. So I can't even look at Ashley right now. Your face. She's gotten real sassy. <laughs> okay. Yeah. What makes it? Oh, okay. Well. <laughs> Is the answer crisped rice? No. No, no. Um, it, I think it's honeycomb. Okay. Um, but what's really interesting about it is the, I don't know how they do this, the middle texture. Uh-huh. So it's rectangular, like a, kind of like a butterfinger, uh-huh. but not sloped. Okay. Um, and all down the center, the texture of it is much more open. Yeah. And on the edges, it's still honeycomb, but the texture is much finer. Uh-huh. Like the holes are much finer. I don't know how they do that. But so then it's this honeycomb all the way through mm-hmm. and then dipped in Cadbury cho- or enrobed in Cadbury mm-hmm. chocolate. <laughs> oh my God. It's so, so, so good. Well, I would guess if it's something that makes bubbles. Yeah. Then like, you know, if you look at a loaf of bread, it will have bigger air pockets in the middle mm, and then smaller ones the against to the edge yeah and so i would guess that they like make each bar individually mm, and yeah that they all do that yeah well because traditional honeycomb i've never made it mm-hmm. but i've seen it made yeah and you pour it all out on like a um like a silp hat like a baking mm-hmm. sheet and then you break it up yeah kind of like bark yeah and it looks like it has but I guess the difference is you don't really see, you might not see the very edges of the whole yeah. blob. And I would just Because the texture looks more uniform. Because, like, you do have to break it up. Yeah. And so you're not going to get uniform pieces. So if they're mass right. producing bars in a particular right. size, then right. maybe they just, like, pour each one yeah, into a in a mold. mold. Mm-hmm. If anyone out there works at Cadbury, please. Please send us chocolate. Yeah, if, <laughs> yeah, we don't actually care about the process of making it. Just, just send chocolate. Send me lots of crunchies. Yes, please. Or if you're, you know... Ashley's mom, and you want to send me some crunchies <laughs> if they're gluten-free. The next time, I don't, mm-hmm. well, they might be. I'll look it up. A lot of candy is, I don't know. Yeah, it's uh, real tasty. Yeah. All right. Real tasty. We'll so. Also, quickly, because yes. we were talking about martinis uh-huh. and olives and whatnot. Yes. I have been telling my boyfriend, for we've been watching New Girl, and I've uh-huh. been telling him for a long time that he is Schmidt. Yeah. Uh, and we were watching it the other night, mm-hmm. and they were at the bar. Yeah. And. Uh, my boyfriend drinks a martini, like as dirty as they can be, the dirtier the better, mm-hmm. with olives. Mm-hmm. And so they're at the bar and it pans past Schmidt and there is a dirty as hail martini yeah. with three olives. Hey. So I'm concerned uh-huh. that I'm dating Schmidt. Yeah. And I'm concerned doubly that I'm dr- dating somebody who drinks dirty martinis mm-hmm. because olives are the devil. Um, I think that you shouldn't be worried because Schmidt is at heart a good man. At heart, he's a good man. And guy. in very good shape. That's true. And my mom drinks dirty martinis. Okay. And I love her. Okay. So even though I will drink martinis very dry yes. with olives, uh, I still know, I have space in my heart for people who drink them differently. All right. If you drink a vodka martini, you're dead to me. That's not a thing. Okay. Well, now his is a vodka, a dirty vodka oh, martini. That's not a real thing. Man, it's a, no, it's gin. gin. It's wrong. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. I bought him a bottle of gin. It's gin. 
That's right. Okay. I'm sorry for saying man up. <laughs> a vodka martini would traditionally be served with a lemon twist or oh. zest or something. Okay. Yeah. So, they're are Gibsons in front of them and Sinjin asks <laughs> if you're not drinking then what's this about what's this all about and because oh, uh, he keeps saying I've got a cold yeah he, he's I giving, can't drink exa- I've got a cold yeah as if as if that doesn't make that don't make no kind of sense yeah. but it also was it was not comfortable admitting that he doesn't drink right as a rule right so because that's suspicious so Duck says I keep thinking I miss doing things your way and Sinjin says, two years ago, you said you wanted to come here and be with your children. Duck says that they've grown. Mm-hmm. So Duck worked in London. This was, it was like Powell, Putnam, and yeah. Derp. PPP. Yeah. Perpetually pregnant Patty. <laughs> <laughs> and, and this is Duck saying, I want my job back. Yeah. Seems to be what it is. Yeah. And they're not having it. They're not having it. It's not a good time. They're not hiring. And then they order another round of Gibsons. Mm-hmm. And so now he has two cocktails in front of him. And the other guy suggests the toast to our noble profession. And, and Duck drinks it. Duck takes a little sip. He takes a little sip. He takes a little big gulp. He, he downs it. Yeah. He takes one little sip. Mm-hmm. He has this mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> manna from the gods yeah. moment. And this makes me think. We had mentioned. So we saw... When he got rid of the dog, mm. that he smelled liquor. Yes. But we hadn't actually seen him drink it. Right. And it implied it kind of could have gone either way. Was mm. he secretly drinking or not? I think this says that he had not He had not touched it. it. Yeah. And this is like, he has nothing left to lose. He doesn't like his current job. He can't get his old job. But as soon as he drinks it, he changes. Yep. And he moves in, I wrote, kill mode. Mm. And he essentially suggests, hey, how about y'all buy Sterling Cooper? Right. Well, he's, he... He says, what if I were to bring you every account mm-hmm. at Sterling Cooper? Mm-hmm. And then the nanny yeah. sends away this other dude. Yeah. He's like, get the fuck out. Yeah. Uh, so other dude scoots away. Uh-huh. And that's when, yeah, uh, old mm-hmm. ducky boy yeah. goes in for the kill. He says, Roger Sterling has a 20-year-old fee. Because the guy says, I didn't know they were for sale. Right. And Roger Sterling has a 20-year-old fiance, and his wife's lawyers are not going to leave him a pot to piss in. Because mm-hmm. he's already seen... That's what this interaction before with the lawyer is like, oh, he's fucked. Well, he's right. going to be looking for money soon. Right. Because he knows yeah. that her lawyer is the mm-hmm. only one better than the one that he had. Yeah. Yeah. So then there's just like negotiations that I considered writing down, but I don't care about, you know, percentages <laughs> yeah. and whatnot. But the big thing is he said, creative reports to me or the whole thing falls apart. Yeah. So he wants to be in charge he of wants Don Draper. Don's job. Yes. Yeah. If he can't be a partner, he's going to be his boss mm-hmm. and then they do another toast to mm-hmm. old friends so mm-hmm. he's uh he's a snake he's a snake and he's back off the wagon which gets worse because the next time we see them joan apparently joan is just delivering snacks to people now that's her yeah. main job yeah because <laughs> instead of the tanqueray she's delivering she's not carrying it some other guy is a case of uh gin to duck's office and she says joy seems to have stepped away which must have been his secretary. And right. I saw, I rewound that to listen to it because Joy is another character right. in this episode. Did you say Joy or Joyce? I listened to it twice and okay. I'm like pretty sure. I, I asked myself the same question. Yeah. I think it's Joy. Okay. Which is an interesting choice. It is. Also, 
the use of the name Joy seems symbolic every time it's said. Yes. And so Joy stepping away as Jin yes. rolls in. Yes. So he gives Joan a bottle as the finder's fee. Mm-hmm. This is the second time he said finder's fee. That's true. Because he told the nanny yeah. that it's going to be 51% to buy up the company. Yes. Plus his finder's fee. Mm-hmm. So he's got finder's <clears throat> fees on the brain. Mm-hmm. And I would guess, I mean, I don't know if they said it, but this is a gift from yes. them. Yes. Because they're big gin heads over in mm-hmm. England. I really want some gin right now. <laughs> like, I'm probably going to have a martini later tonight after class. Get it, girl. Maybe during class. Because at this di- point. <laughs> Come on. What, am I going to get the fired? The whole ship is sinking. <laughs> <laughs> what, am I going to not get to teach next term? <laughs> Oh, yeah, there's a, there's a real big burn the place down energy happening <laughs> right now. <laughs> I care about my students. Yes. So so the next time we see Duck, he's walking through the bullpen, like, and he's on a mission. He's got a folder under his arm. He's eating a lifesaver. He eats a mint. A mint. It looked like a lifesaver. It, I mean, it's in, that it might package. have been a lifesaver. I yeah. think actually it might have been a lifesaver brand, but it wasn't like a gummy. Candy. No, it, it, was, it was a mint. mint. Yeah. And what that says to me is he was drinking gin. Yeah. Is I'm about to drink. So, or I had drunk and now I have to cover it up. Right. So he pitches to Roger and Don as if Roger and Cooper. Oh. It says Bert. My note says Roger and Bert. And I was just like, nope, it was Don. How am I getting worse at names? It's okay. Thank you. It's all right. So he pitches to Roger and Bert who are sitting... Like lovers, very close together. Very close. <laughs> snuggling on Cooper's couch. Yeah. Just, I yeah. think Roger legit has his arm around Cooper. <laughs> That's like what it feels on the like. back of the yeah. couch. Yeah. It's, they're um, in love. They, they're just a, a unit and they want to God present as a unified force mm-hmm. to their alcoholic child. <laughs> so they said that, that Powell approached him. That's what Doc says. Yeah. 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 And. That it's like, how would you like? And then he names all of their clients who are mm-hmm. major, you know, brand names that we recognize that I right. Didn't GE, write Cadbury, yes, Campbell Soup, mm-hmm. uh, and others, etc., etc. At all, <laughs> and they're like, oh, we'll think about it because they don't like giving any kind of power away or admitting that they're interested. But he gives them a deadline. He's right. like, I need to know. Well, and Roger's calling bullshit. Because yeah. he's like, you could have this company and this company and this company. Mm-hmm. They love the idea of just sticking a key in the door at Sterling Cooper. Yeah. And Roger says, is this as solid as American Airlines? Yeah. Like, mm, you said before you could get us some shit. Yeah. And what you doing? He didn't pull out the American Airlines earlier. He said, you didn't give us the 30%. Mm-hmm. Now he's, you didn't give us American Airlines. Mm-hmm. So Roger has a list in his head of Duck's failures. Mm-hmm. And he's suspicious they may be one. Right. But he's like, no, I need you to know if you're serious, and then you have to do this by five days or something Five like business that. days. They yeah. have five business days mm-hmm. to impress us. Yeah. And then Bert says, there he is. There's the man I've heard about. And you know what? It's because he's drunk. <laughs> mm. That's my impression. Because Duck is drunk? Yes. Yeah. Because... Drunk Duck. He had He made this reputation for himself... And then he lost whatever job it was. It seems like he had alcohol problems, mm-hmm. which is probably part of why Sinjin is so reluctant to mm-hmm. ask him to come back. Mm-hmm. And and then he's like always on his heels the entire time he's at Sterling Cooper. Mm-hmm. And but once he gets that tanker in his system, once he gets the Gibson, 
he can get uh, Sinjin and whatnot interested. Mm-hmm. And then once he drinks, now he can get Roger and Bert interested. Yep. And so they he tells Bert to, like, make an offer. And Bert says, no, let them open the kimono. Yeah. Yeah, he says, I'm going to give them five days to make us an offer, or you can give me a price and I'll pass it on. There we go. And okay. Cooper says, no, let them open the kimono. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very in keeping with uh, Cooper's Asian mm-hmm. uh, fanaticism. Yeah. I saw the words you didn't say. What Are you going to say fetish? <laughs> I was no. not going to say fetish. Right. Now I want to say now fetish. Say now it's an Asian yeah. fetish. That was just me stumbling over my brain. That's acceptable so. based on my dumb brain <laughs> bouncing around all over the place here. So what do you think of this? I'm very confused. Okay. What are you confused about? Okay. Well, first I was confused even about what was on the table. Mm-hmm. Like, what is he saying? Okay. I get what he's saying to the old firm yeah. of they're going to need money. Mm-hmm. And you are dealing with these American companies, mm-hmm. but you don't actually have an American office. business. An, yeah, an yeah. American office, an American um, outlet. Mm-hmm. Um, and so here's your chance to not only work with the companies you already have, mm-hmm. but get all these other companies as well mm-hmm. um, because they're going to need m- money. So I get that. Yeah. But now I don't quite understand how he's going to be able to convince Cooper and Sterling mm-hmm. That this major fucking company yeah. wants Sterling Cooper. I don't know. I just don't understand. Mm-hmm. And he's a little snake. Yes. He'll be a real snaky. But now, is he only out for himself? Like, in either mm-hmm. direction, is he going to mm-hmm. come out the victor? Or is he s- strictly with this other company, PPP, yeah. and is being sneaky snakes with Sterling Cooper... Mm-hmm. And is kind of throwing them under the bus, under the guise mm-hmm. yeah. of they want mm-hmm. this, whatever. Um, I just don't know. I don't know who he's trying to fool. If it's both yeah. of them, if it's mm-hmm. only one of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't quite understand. Well, I I don't, like, remember all the machinations mm-hmm. of how the, all of this goes. But based on, like, what we know up to this episode. Yeah. Both of the firms seem relatively successful. Yeah. Neither of them is hurting. So it seems mutually beneficial to both of them that because as we can see, Roger and Bert are like excited about the idea of getting all of this international business and all these big names to affiliate themselves with it. Right. And the other side is excited to have an American office with, you know, a respectable number of, of, of clients. The thing that he doesn't say to Sterling Cooper is that he's going to be in charge of creative. creative. Right. So I think it's a, just a power grab. Right. For, for Duck, I think he's happy to screw over Roger and Bert because he just got told that he's right. never going to be a partner. Right. And I think he specifically wants to fuck over Don. Mm. Or at least be more powerful than Don. Right. He's tired of being second to him. Right. That's All right. what I All see right. it as. But we'll find out how this will play out. Yeah. It's exciting. What do you think is going to... I can't tell you now. Sorry. Never mind. (laughs) That was a dumb question. I know. (laughs) Yeah. Duck. We don't like Duck. No, I don't like Duck. I've never liked Duck. We can tell he's doing snaky things. Mm -hmm. He's definitely... The fact that he offered to sell his business with, like, two 
his old boss without talking to his new boss, his yeah. current boss, that's not good. He real snaky. The the fact that it was in this like dark, you know, leather mm-hmm. steakhouse type place, mm-hmm. that ain't right. Mm-mm. And English accents, you can't trust them. They're spooky. They're spooky. Can you do an English accent? I'd rather not. Okay. Did I tell you about my foray into English accenting last year? No. Or two years ago now, when I drove home, I listened to all of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy okay. on audiobook. Mm-hmm. And it was, you know, and other stuff. It's a very mm-hmm. long drive. It was narrated or read by Stephen Fry. Okay. He's got a great, proper English accent. Yeah. And I. I said every single thing he said. Like, I re- also read Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, just, like, as I was listening to it. Okay. Imitating his accent. Okay, this is brand new information that you're telling yeah. me. so it was an attempt to, like, all right, I'm just gonna, like, <clears throat> To work practice. on your accent. Okay, yeah. uh-huh. And so, at a time when I'm, like, by myself, and no one can hear me, and I'm not being recorded on a podcast, <laughs> I can try it. Uh-huh. But it doesn't really stick very well. Okay. I also went to Australia for a week two years ago, didn't, and I kept thinking, I need to copy them. Yeah. But I didn't do it one time. Yeah. Until I was gone, and now I'm just as bad as I used to be. I could do an English accent. I cannot do Australian. Yeah. Can't do Irish. I can identify the difference between Australian I can and identify. New Zealand. Oh, Lord. There's a couple things where I can, like, that's a New Zealand accent. Oh, look at you. Pre- because I actually spoke with a lot of, a lot right, of people you were from there. New Zealand. Mm-hmm. There also. Mm-hmm. So that was fun. Also, Nick Kroll's New Zealand character on Comedy Bang Bang. Mm. I, he's like some kind of animal expert, I think. Okay. But he always goes, yes, for ah. yes. And they make fun of it. Uh-huh. And that's honestly one of my touchstones for a New Zealand accent. Okay. Or Kiwi or whatever they are. Sure. I like in the Australian accent. Yes. How many vowels are in the word no? Yes. They're so... No. That's the one that I kept thinking I need to say that yeah. out loud. Yeah. Because there's, I can't say it. There's a lot of vowels like, in the word. No, you. No. No, you. Yeah. There's an I in it? There's a lot. There's maybe every vowel except A. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a wild word. No. The yeah. whole accent is insane. Yeah. When I was in Canada four years ago for the World's Festival of Children's Theater, mm-hmm. when I was volunteering, there was a group from Australia. Mm-hmm. Uh and there was this girl, she was 16 at the time, yeah. 15, 16, so she's got to be like almost 20 now. Mm-hmm. Um, gorgeous. Just like yeah. the most beautiful girl mm-hmm. and so friendly. Like yeah. she was friends. There was 200 kids in yeah. this festival. She was friends with all of them. Yeah. And <clears throat> we would have these big kind of like town hall meal times. Mm-hmm. So for lunch and dinner, everybody involved in this festival yeah. would be eating together. Mm-hmm. And Honor was her name. Mm-hmm. And she would just be bopping around to every table. Her and a couple of the other Australian kids. Yeah. And it became such, like, a fun mm-hmm. joke mm-hmm. in the festival of us all, of them trying to teach us how to say the word no. <laughs> <laughs> they would, like, go around to these different tables. And so they'd be at the, like, Zimbabwe table yeah. teaching the Zimbabwean kids how mm-hmm. to say no. It's <laughs> very useful. It is. It is very useful. Yeah. It's like they got a different language down there. It's almost like it. Bizarre. Yeah, and there was a group from Russia mm-hmm. that was deaf. The whole group was deaf, and okay. they did, oh my God, the most amazing performances yeah. I've ever seen in my lifetime. Uh-huh. They did a lot of like miming mm. and puppetry mm-hmm. and dance. 
Uh, and the entire troupe, even the director, yeah. they're all deaf. So <laughs> I'm there and I'm like, I know a fair amount of ASL. Okay. Like I can communicate with these people. Uh-huh. Nay, nay. What's, that is American. What does stand for? That's American Sign Language. Huh. So Russian Sign Language has, of course, its yeah. own completely uh-huh. different set of signs. So here I was like yeah. signing thank you and hello and, you know, whatever like, else. that bitch just insult my mother? <laughs> exactly. Did she just yeah. curse me? Yeah. I'm yeah. calling Putin right now. <laughs> this calls yeah. for. Yeah. What? The Fuhrer. I don't know. Was okay. Putin? He was the president. Quote, unquote. Okay. He's not anymore? I don't he know. He might still be. I think he's the president. That makes sense. Okay. But also, like, is he a... Well, who knows? Speaking of Russia... Speaking of Russia... We can talk about... We're talking about Don. Don. And Pete a little bit. (laughs) Wow. We're bouncing back up to the top of the ep. Back to the top, friends. Where Don is smoking by the pool. Mm -hmm. Seeing all these beautiful, half-dressed, bathing-suited women and men and others. And (laughs) Pete comes up and he's like... It becomes clear that Don's luggage has been lost. Right. On the the plane. Pete just wants to play. He's like, we got here. This is why we got here a day early. So we can hang out by the beach. Yep. And Don's like, no, you need to network, essentially. Like, you don't want to just meet people at the convention because it starts tomorrow. You don't want to be the 100th person hand that they shake. Right. Be there. Right. Now, does Don plan to do a lot of handshaking? Well, now listen. Now listen. Maybe that Uh was his plan. Maybe. Is that what he ends up doing? Uh Uh-huh. Nay, nay. Right. He's like, Pete, how dare you even look at that pool? <laughs> don't you even think about it. Don't even yeah. drink water. Yeah. Oh, they have swim trunks to buy? Well, guess what? Guess what? Fuck you. I hope they fit under your suit, because that's all you'll be wearing. Damn. Son of a bitch. You old little squeegee squeamy. <laughs> did I say it right? Yeah. I did it. it. Perfectly. Okay. Great job. I wrote yeah. snake music. Okay. Because a lot of the time, I don't remember exactly when it starts, but a lot of the California scenes when Don is just like watching yeah. mostly women walk around, yeah. it's very California 60s loungy. Yeah. I called it spy music. All right. Yeah. I called it 60s spy music. So think, snake music yeah. also tracks. I'm imagining a snake charmer yeah. is involved. Yes. Yeah. 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 But yeah. So we both... They intentionally had a soundtrack, mm. some non-diegetic music mm. that doesn't exist in this show, to uh, have that. So, so the next time we see Don, he's in a light blue suit. Who he knows where it came from? Great, it does look great. He looks so. I'm yeah. so used to seeing him in dark yeah. suits, mm-hmm. very drab. Mm-hmm. And the one time that we saw on that like Sunday where everybody had to come in, and he's in the like the brown, yeah. coppery slacks. You were a big and the fan name. of that. Woo! Yeah. He looks so good. And mm-hmm. now here he is in this like powder yeah. blue, not mm-hmm. quite powder blue. Yeah, okay. It is a light blue. It's though. light blue. And we can remember that every single thing he wears from this point on is, is not his. Is not his. Right. He came to California with just the clothes on his back. Mm-hmm. And so he's already in a different mode. Mm-hmm. He's not regular New York Don Draper. And he becomes even less New York Don Draper as this goes along. He sure does. So he's walking through like the hotel bar. And he sees what he what looks like Betty, mm-hmm. 
And it actually is January Jones. Right. In a couple different shots. Right. But he sees her, you know, the hair. The hair. A blue dress. Mm-hmm. Here we go with more bitches in blue. And yes. men. Boys. men. <laughs> boys, thank and you. And the boys in blue. The boys in blue. Um, I also need you to know this afternoon. Yes. Okay. I, I had my first, not, we won't call it a fight. Okay. We won't call it a fight, but a heated conversation about what constitutes teal. Oh, wow. With <gasps> whom? Uh, with Justin. Okay. Uh, my boyfriend. We were driving. Yes. <clears throat> we were driving back, and I forget which was the first thing that was pointed out. Uh-huh. But I said, oh, that looks so great next to that. I think it was a teal house. Like, next to uh-huh. that teal house. And he was like, that house is blue. <laughs> and I was like, no, it's teal. It's like, what oh, color dear. is that chair? Uh-huh. I said teal. Yeah. He insisted it was green. Yeah. And this was the first time uh-huh. that somebody has gotten, other than you yeah. and my ex-husband, right. has gotten heated with me for my descriptors <laughs> of blue-tinted things. Clearly. This is something that where all of your relationships break down. They are breaking down. If you don't get a handle on your definition of teal, you're no. going to die alone, Ashley. I'm sorry. <laughs> I hate to be blunt with you, but it's time. Now, there can be various <laughs> shades of teal. Okay. Right? Do you agree or disagree? I don't like being put on the spot like that. I just need to I... know. <laughs> I... Kate! Oh, boy. How do you I feel mean, about different shades of teal? Or we'll call them we'll call them values. Mm, there I can mean, be different values. I can of teal. sure. Just like there's different values yeah. of purple and orange yeah. and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. But there is also a definition of teal. And I think that I would like to think that the English vocabulary is broad and varied enough mm-hmm. that there are more words. To encap, just like the native peoples of northern <laughs> Canada had 50 words for snow, uh-huh. we can have more than one word for all these different types of uh, but I feel they all... things on the spectrum. Okay, spectrum, now yes. listen, there, there can be, within the teal mm. spectrum, yes. different names. Yes. But for example, look at the, the picture on your wall of, is that James Joyce? Who am I looking at? It's just Bloom. a, it's what, just a who picture. Okay. Of this dude. <laughs> I appreciate you. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying me. to get into your world. I Thanks for trying to get on my level. You're welcome. Yeah. But the grass uh-huh. in that picture, I would call teal. Also, Wait the, a second. Yeah. This you would call teal? Yeah, I would call that teal. 100%. No question. That's green. That's teal. If you said this. That is also teal. Those that are, is teal. Those are two different shades of teal. I call that two different no, shades of teal. Now <laughs> I'm just like, oh, you're just dumb. All right, so I'm going to show you this graphic. Okay. That has Celeste, aquamarine, yeah. aqua, uh-huh. teal, turquoise, yeah. and robin egg blue. Yeah, those are all shades of teal. Okay, there we go. Then we're done. We're done with this. <laughs> this I would is... call all of them teal. So from what I'm seeing... Teal is like the dark version of it. On their chart, yes. Lighter ones are turquoise. Okay. I think turquoise is a more multi-purpose word than you give it credit for. Okay, then I could call that grass turquoise. That grass is green, bitch. That is green grass. (laughs) I don't know if you need glasses. I don't know if you need light or if you need to get closer to it, but that is green grass. I see it as teal. 
No, the green of that watermelon rind, that's green. Correct. Okay. There's a lot of different shades of green. Sure, as there are a lot of different shades of teal. Mm, Of blue-green. There's a lot of different shades of blue-green. There's more green, and there's more blue. I see no value in going on with this, so I'm going to just stop. (laughs) I don't enjoy arguing uh, about facts like... I'm not trying to argue. Like Pete and his dad. Because that is what we're doing. If you don't accept Pantone's definition of teal, I have nothing left for you. I do not accept it. Then we're done here. (laughs) He's wearing a teal suit. Yes. Betty's in teal. Yes. Uh, Then a man, there's a European man in a pencil mustache and a teal suit also. A A, purple mustache? I said a pencil mustache. Pencil. I heard purple. I've got colors on the brain. Wow. Clearly. (laughs) You have wrong colors on the brain. So okay. his name is, oh shit. It's, it's a, Willie, eventually, but it's yes. something weird as hell. Well, it's, vi- see, here's the thing. It's like Sinjin. Yeah, it is like Sinjin. Where I wrote Sinjin down phonetically, uh-huh. but I wrote this one, V-I-S-C-O-N-U-N-T, which I always in my head say Viscount, but it's like Viscount. 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 It's another, Viscount. why did they do this twice to us? I don't know. But in Bridgerton, they call that the Viscount. That sounds good to me. Okay. And he's and also Monteforte. Weird. Yeah, Viscount Monteforte. They call him Willie. Yeah. And he approaches Don, asks him if he's an actor or an astronaut. Mm. Because if he's neither of those, there's a lady there's who this, would like to meet him. There's this cute little lady there's over here. There's this cute little piece. Uh, and then she and another woman come over, and their names are Joy, that's mm-hmm. the cute one, and mm-hmm. Rocky. Rocky. Which, who is also a European mm-hmm. type person. Mm-hmm. And while they're, you know introducing each other pete comes up and he's a little puppy dog he's this whole episode as hell. and he introduces himself as peak dykeman campbell mm-hmm. and he doesn't throw his middle name in there often no. but i think he heard oh this person is a viscount right so i need to throw in my status mm-hmm. as we know dykeman is the good one right that's the good name he's got and he's just so excited because he just saw Turdy, Tony Curtis in the men's room. <laughs> Turdy? Turdy Tur- Curtis. Turdy Curtis. Curtis. <laughs> That's how he says it. Turdy Curtis. <laughs> and, and he says, a thing a like thing that. like that. I noticed that because you pointed it out to me. It's good to notice. Yeah. He says this. He does say it. Don asks, was he handing out towels? Because mm-hmm. Don's not impressed by anything. Mm-mm. Do you know Tony Curtis? Mm-hmm. Uh, I know the name. He was in, like, I think he was in Some Like It Hot. Okay. He's he's a very beautiful man. Let me look him up, girl. And he look is at a beautiful man. Jamie Lee Curtis's father. Oh, no shit. That's yes shit. <laughs> Who is herself a baroness. Oh, did you know that? I did not know that. Because Christopher Guest is a baron. What? Christopher Guest is actually of English descent and is a baron. Damn. And Wait, is she married to Christopher Guest? Also, Jamie Lee Curtis is married to Christopher I Guest. I did not know that. Isn't that that's like one of my favorite Hollywood couples. I did not know that. Because oh, you can tell very cute this Tony Curtis. Yeah, Tony Curtis is beautiful. He's very cute. There's a Bob Dylan song that mentions him. Okay. I think Jamie I'm, Lee Curtis is also very oh, yeah. cute. And I'm sure whoever the mother is is a beautiful woman also. Yeah, she's fine. Yeah, she she's looks right. like Jamie Curtis. There you go. Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. Excuse Who the me. fuck is Jamie Curtis? I don't know. That's a... Ooh, look at him with this little hair swirl. Ooh. Ooh, howchy yeah. wouchy. Oh, yeah. little hair curl. Oh, yeah. Tony Curtis is beautiful. Okay. He's got All that right. pretty face oh, Lord. and pretty hair. Breaking shit. Wowza. Okay. 
So oh, right. it would be special for anyone to see him in the men's room. It would. But let me tell you, before this all happens, and yes. they're talking about Tony Curtis in the men's room, mm-hmm. Joy and Rocky mm-hmm. and Viscount Mr. Forte, Willie, yeah. go back to their table and they're just giving down the eye. And they keep saying mm-hmm. just weirdo shit. Yeah. And I'm like, these bitches want an orgy. It it does. It's got strong, yeah. strong orgy yeah. vibes. It The whole thing. Because it's got that music playing. Yeah, it's and got the, that snake music. And even like, you know, and, and like with Kurt, European men, their sexuality is much more fluid mm-hmm. or it was seen to be more accepted yes. as fluid than Americans. Yes. So, and especially here in California. Right. In the mm-hmm. early 60s. Right. Like this is the place where you don't really know where any of them stand. Mm-hmm. And as we learn later, the relationships are much stranger than we you can just predict. Yes. So... I guess it's worth just being aware, even from the start, that Joy and Willie are father... And Willie and Rocky are Joy's parents. Yes. And they are pimping out their daughter yes. to this man. Yes. Who, and it seems like they all want to get it on with each other. Yes. Everybody is just super horny. Yes. It's just a very horny vibe we're getting from this whole group. <laughs> Don is into it. Yes, also. he is. Then I just wrote engineering man. I guess some some guy comes up. At yeah, the they're talking about some space shit. Who gives a who shit? Who cares? Speaking of who cares, the next scene, it is just the most, like, space race photo. Like, it's yes. a white walled room with a bunch of white men in, yeah. in suits, all sitting in rows, yeah. watching a boring-ass presentation about inner... And, like... Missiles that can destroy 14 cities at a time. Yeah, and all the cities that they're showing are all in the USSR. Yes, well, yes. Because that's what this convention is about, is developing these bombs that, like, go into space and then can kill millions of people. Right. And Don is a little bit freaked out by that. Mm -hmm. He's like, what am I doing here? He didn't like the war he was in for 20 minutes. Right. He doesn't... For 20 minutes. (laughs) He's like... Why would I want to be a part of mm-hmm. all of this? So now Don and Pete are like outside a hotel. They're waiting for the valet. Yes, they're That's waiting for the is. valet. And Pete's disappointed because the valets in California aren't quite as responsive in, in Manhattan. Mm-hmm. But he's going to go inside and prepare the stuff at the table for the next client meeting. And then, Which, then why are they waiting for the valet? Are they leaving or are they not leaving? Because Pete goes in to sit down. And then he's at the table with them. Yeah. I don't know. So why would they need the valet? That don't make no kind of sense. Continuity error? I don't understand that exactly. That's a good question. Mm. Matt W., what are you doing in this app? Matt W. You're fucking shit up. Or are they waiting for the clients to arrive and they want the valet to be there when the clients arrive? I mean, but the valet isn't usually inside. They're usually outside waiting for the car to roll I think up. that's the thing. I think... Don and Pete are outside by where the valet would hang out, waiting for the clients to show up. Don says sends Pete inside to prepare their table. Well, they're in kind of like a lobby area, because Don's at the top of these stairs. Yes. He's not like out in the open air. Right, but he's standing where he is when the woman comes yeah. and she gets in her car yeah. and he doesn't move from that spot. Yeah. And her valet comes quick as hell. It, yeah. So So what they whined they about. They have worried. Exactly. So Pete but, is but, inside. Yeah. Right. And Don, there's a slow walk toward Don and it was exactly to me 
like after the mohawk meeting when that waitress mm. came toward don and don it was like slow motion yes and don rejected her offer mm-hmm. and it was like this time she invites him to go to palm joy is the, it's the same younger woman invites him to go to palm springs with her and this time he's like let's do it mm-hmm. i'm not gonna wait around and think more about bombing russia well she says she's inviting him and he mm-hmm. says no i can't go and then yeah. she looks at him and she says why would you deny something you want that's a good point mm-hmm. yeah. and then she walks down and gets in the car and he's mm-hmm. still just kind of watching her she's putting yeah. her bag in the back mm-hmm. she's putting on her little scarf her little hair scarf yeah. she's in a convertible uh-huh. uh and then he just walks down the stairs and gets mm-hmm. in the car and he's just... like you know what i'm not gonna deny myself something i want yeah why would I do that? I don't have to go inside and get anything. No. I just have me and my yeah. clothes. Because she asks him, do you want to get your stuff? And he says, "Yeah, nope. <laughs> and then <laughs> they just keep, they hit the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we see Pete at the table with the clients <laughs> waiting for Don. Yes. And he's like, oh, thank you. I had to make a phone call. Yes, Don just disappears. Yeah, completely disappears, leaves him alone. And then we see... I wrote snake music again. Yep. We see Don and Joy are walking through this fancy house. Soups fancy. Lots of glass walls mm-hmm. and fancy mod furniture. And butlers. And... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's see. There, the bartender was black. Is the butler black? Yes. So all the we gave all the speaking roles to black people in the last episode. <laughs> right. Now they're back to just being servants right. at this convention and with these rich people. So it's clearly they're at some rich people's house. And Don... At, at no point does Don really know whose house it is or mm-hmm. is he comfortable with them being allowed there. Mm-hmm. And everyone's just lounging by the pool. Yeah, there's all these randos. Yeah. And they talk to a couple that are like Greta and Carlos mm-hmm. who give them champagne. And Don just looks like he's going to faint. Yeah, he, he takes a sip of it and yeah. then he gets real sweaty. Yeah. Oh, and uh, Joy just whips her dress off. Yeah. just She's standing there, just whips her dress off and uh-huh. has the most amazing bathing suit yeah. underneath. What was it? What it was so cute. Yeah. It was very colorful. It had a really cool pattern. Uh-huh. It was a strapless bikini top. Yeah. Uh, with this kind of like wavy shell mm-hmm. almost silhouette like at the top. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. so, so, so cute. <laughs> All right. I loved it. So anyways, now she's mm-hmm. sitting there in her yeah. bathing suit and she says, Don, you look white yeah. as a ghost. And he does. And he does. And then he just faints. Yeah. Just passes out. On the concrete. On the concrete <laughs> at the pool. Was his drink spiked? Because they say this mm. is medicinal. They did say that. They have this whole kind of yeah. like, <laughs> it's medicinal. And give yeah. him this drink. And then a minute later, he mm-hmm. passes out. Whereas before, literally right. a minute before, he looked fine. I think. It's a boy from Missouri and New York who, or wherever he was from in New York, mm. who's not used to the California heat. And I mean, he's wearing these yeah. big ass suits. He is wearing this heavy ass, probably wool didn't drink ass a lot of water. Suit. Yeah. He's probably drinking a lot of alcohol. Yeah. I, I didn't think that they did that to him. All right. I think that it was just he's the new guy. And it's almost like a baptism kind of thing. It's like a, a moment where he went. He fell down as Don Draper and he got mm. back up as mm-hmm. whoever the fuck whoever he is. one of these people are. I don't know. But maybe maybe there is more to that. I don't, I know. don't know. I didn't I just thought it was champagne, okay. honestly. All right. 
I see once again, you always like to read between the lines and I'm like, they're just lines. <laughs> There's nothing there. <laughs> this is what we do. And I always see the darkest yes, things. Yes, you definitely do. And I'm like, well, clearly they said it's medicinal, so uh-huh. they roofied him. Mm-hmm. And God knows out. what they did to him before he woke up. I know. Experiments. Right. Because he wakes weird up. Weird orgies. He wakes up on a couch and somebody's yeah. about to fucking put a needle in yeah. him. Yeah, where'd this redhead come from? Right. And this is Klaus. He's a doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, and he fills him with God knows what you would do in 1962 when someone passed out. And he says that he had heat exhaustion. Right. So. He's about to give him an injection. Yeah. But Donna's like, no, no, I just need water and an aspirin. Right. Please don't put a shot in me. Yeah. What do you think that shot was? I don't know. Adrenaline? Could be adrenaline. Could be a B vitamin. Could be, uh, like, amphetamines. Right. (laughs) Like, yeah. Who knows? How would they have treated heat exhaustion? Because clearly Mm -hmm. he was treating him for heat exhaustion, quote unquote. I don't know. How would I, that have been treated? I have literally no answer. In the 60s. All right. Well, that. dear listener, if you were a doctor in the 60s, mm-hmm. please let us know. A German doctor specifically. A German Their doctor. methods may have been different exactly. from the American variety. They'd be more openly homosexual. Definitely. Are, were you a gay German doctor in the 60s that treated heat exhaustion? That treated heat exhaustion. Get, get in touch. Get in touch. Send us some really nice fan mail and we'll Please. give you a shout out. <laughs> Send us a syringe of whatever it was. Whatever that, that was. My friend tweeted and I posted it on my Instagram and my Twitter. I think it's very funny. He said, the second shot for the COVID vaccine is supposed to go in your butt. If you didn't get it there, go back to your vaccine provider ASAP and demand that they put it in your butt. (laughs) (laughs) I love that idea. That's amazing. Very funny. That's great. At Casual Thursday on Twitter. There you go. I'll shout him out. There you go. Shout outs. Klaus warns Joy, little girl, don't get any ideas. This man needs rest. Mm, Because she's sitting at his feet looking all Mm -hmm. dreamy-eyed. She's got ideas. Can't wait to get up on you. Let me see that big old John Hamm. (laughs) (laughs) I've heard I wanted the full John Hamm experience Mm -hmm. and I got it. So she tells them that all the other people are friends Mm -hmm. and that they're nomads together. Yeah. They just wander. They just wander. From place to place. They're modern gypsies. Indeed. Mm -hmm. With independent wealth. (laughs) Yeah. And there's an open door policy. Mm -hmm. So you can come and go. Mm -hmm. We're not holding on to you. And she asks him if he's ever had Mexican food and tells him that you're going to like it. Which Mm -hmm. is such an interesting realization that mexican food did not go beyond southern california maybe texas yeah i can't imagine my life without mexican food right i made an inappropriate amount of guacamole last night yeah we do this we're like what should we have for dinner Uh and then we only make guacamole with like five avocados that's what i was gonna ask that's a lot of it's a lot of guacamole for two people what's your preferred dip or, or chip or whatever like you utensil for dipping well uh okay my favorite tortilla chip please tell me Oh, I think it was called On the Border. Okay. I really like On the Border. Here's why. I don't know how you feel about a tortilla chip with bubbles. Okay. I love a tortilla chip with bubbles. All right. On the Border has a lot of bubbles. But last night we had... Tor- I like my tortilla chips flat. Okay, see? Not with gas. Right? <laughs> it's my- not necessarily true. I just needed to say that. Okay. <laughs> I really like gassy chips. Clearly, you're a bubbled queen. I am a bubble queen. <laughs> I'm a chaos monster and a bubble queen. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. So I can't imagine mm-hmm. life without Mexican food. Yeah. Namely guacamole. And you yeah. know what's even better? What's better? Than avocado toast. What? Guacamole toast. Oh. You yeah. take your leftover guac right. from dinner the night before. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so much better than avocado toast. I mean, it's avocado toast with more flavor. Yeah. yeah. It's real good. There's nothing wrong with that. It's real tasty. So Rocky doesn't mm-hmm. like Mexican food. No, she doesn't. As we hear. Mexican has pig. I don't eat pig. I, pig? I already told you that. Dumbass. Cheese. But really? also, they don't eat pork in France. She's yeah, like, I want French food. Yeah, I don't buy that exactly. I, 100% they eat fucking pork in France. Yeah, they All sorts of things it. have bacon in it. That's where the word pork comes from. Lardon. And lardon. Uh-huh. I just read a thing that says that pool, like a when you pool your money. Uh-huh. Is not that word of pool is not connected to a swimming pool. Okay. The pool your money comes from a long time ago. The French had a game where they would put a bunch of money in a pot and then like throw stones at a chicken or something. (laughs) They were doing something to abuse a chicken. Oh my. And then whoever, I don't know, threw the most stones at the chicken got the pot. Okay. But chicken in French is pool. Uh huh. And so it turned into like playing or like pooling your money or whatever. And then that through etymology turned into like billiards Uh pool. So those words are connected and they all come back to chicken. But like a swimming pool is a different world Interesting. Altogether. It's like when I learned that gnome, G-N-O-M-E, mm-hmm. gnomus is like a Latin word. Okay. That means small person, like okay. whatever. Yeah. But gnome, G-N-O-M-E, is a Greek word okay. that means a saying or like an aphorism. And it's spelled exactly the same and has two totally different meanings, and they but they both entered the English language with the same spelling. Interesting. And I think, think that's fascinating. That is fascinating. I love I love English, honestly, because of stuff like that. Because yeah. there's so many influences from, from all everywhere. These languages that it can hap that can happen. Yeah. Whereas like Spanish and French have been very strict about mm. what they let into their language. They are very strict. And our loosey goosiness makes us Give much us more all. difficult to We're learn. We're a melting pot in all the ways. We are. So Rocky doesn't like Mexican food. <laughs> uh, and we know this because the next scene, he is now in like a, Don's in a polo shirt and like white pants and yeah. he comes out. He's very Californian. Yes. Yeah. It's the evening. Everyone applauds. Mm. They're all around the dinner table. Yes. When he comes out and and Claus says he's healthy enough for wine. And then they're discussing that they thought he was a spy, mm-hmm. but they found his wallet, and it turns out he's in advertising. And he says, or I'm a really good spy. Mm-hmm. And Willie says, you'll never meet a group of people more interested in professions, and yet there's not one of us here who has one. And Don says, so I assume you're all well off, and they all get real Very quiet. perturbed. Why do you think that I is? I don't know. They did not like that. Yeah. Especially Greta, who's a grumpy little bitch this mm-hmm. whole time. She is the grumpiest yeah. about this yeah. statement. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they didn't like it. Is it just you don't talk about money in this group? I mean, maybe, maybe, but it's clear that they. I mean, it's clear that they have it. Yeah. And also, how are you going to get all that money without a profession? Well, that's they're independently wealthy. Like yeah, and they just chose to not have professions. Yeah. So I I don't know. It it, it was a there was a weird. Hmm like faux pas that he made yeah, big where time. he but 
so we don't understand like what are the cultural what Here's is acceptable why. here because we are not European fancy pants. That's true. Nomadic, mm-hmm. um, world traveling, friends of ambassadors, friends of ambassadors. There's this. Okay, this might be a dream that I had. Oh boy! But I don't think so. I think this is real. Uh-huh. Um, <clears throat> a documentary about this guy living on this cool island. Yeah. Like, a, I think a European island. Don't ask mm-hmm. me which one. I don't remember. But he's an art forger. Oh. Uh, and he's like a world famous uh-huh. art forger. Yeah. And can forge, like, perfectly well all these different artists. Yeah. Um, it might be called Forgery. Might be mm-hmm. the name of this documentary. Just it was a really good Google documentary. Google Forgery. It'll yeah. come to you. This whole sort of lifestyle that he's living mm-hmm. feels very much like these people. Like, okay. it's just very bohemian, very kind of transient. Yeah. All right, well, thank you for sharing that. I got distracted searching this this up. Anyway, it reminds me of these people. Yes. And she talks about, later they talk about how they're going to go to Sardinia, Mm -hmm. and they're going to go to Capri and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And, like, the kind of people that would be hanging out with an art forger who's making all this money. It seems like these kind of people. Because he was doing this shit in the 60s and 70s. They seem like they are at odds with the law somehow possibly yeah it does kind of seem that like way. they're out they're off the grid like they're outside of normal society yeah and so and they've all got some kind of chip on their shoulder yes yeah about different things and they can't stay anywhere mm-hmm. for too long i will say so the name of this title of this episode is the jet set uh-huh. and i looked up that phrase and it specifically refers to like wealthy people mm-hmm. who travel on jets a lot. Okay. Like the the jets were like invented in the late fifties. Right. And so it's it's about people jet kind of like this. Jet setters. Yeah, yeah, that it's like that's a term that we use now, but yeah. it actually means a specific thing that seems to apply literally to this group. Kinda of, yeah. And it's... I would expect also applies somehow to the other characters yeah. in the episode. Yeah. But I don't want to think about that. Okay. So we learned that Willie thinks that he's smarter and more agile and has better muscles than he ever has. Than he has. ever has been. And, we, and he was a two-time Olympic fencer. And we learned that Don played high school football. Mm-hmm. Little, little bit of that. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, Joey is feeling up Don's Whoo! She's trying to find yeah. that ham. <laughs> she does not mind pig. No, she do not. Mm-mm. And then she just starts making out with him. Yeah. At the dinner table. Oh, they all start playing this game. Yeah. This... This places game places where everyone like you, you name a city mm-hmm. and then the next person names a city that starts with the last letter of the previously named one right and don kind of impresses them because he thinks of a, it is oslo yeah yeah and then joy kisses him while they're all naming cities mm-hmm. and it's a very like exotic soundtrack yes to this where they're just saying all of these really fancy world locations which they would know because they've been to all of them yeah they're very familiar with Mm -hmm. the world yes then we see them in the bedroom and joy once again takes off her clothes she just whips her dress off once again and she looks like a child she's very youthful looking very youthful her her underwear like Mm -hmm. we've seen ladies in their underwear Mm -hmm. and they've been fancy yeah we've seen fancy undergarments Mm -hmm. she's wearing some little cotton briefs and mm-hmm. a little cotton bra. Now, yeah. her bra was time appropriate. Okay. Thank well you for done. letting us know. Yes. But she looks like a little girl. She does. And yeah. Don sees that and asks, how old are you? And she says that he's tw- she's 21. Mm-hmm. Who knows if that's true? Mm-hmm. And he tells her that he's 36. Mm-hmm. And she, he asks, who are you? She says, I'm Joy. 
Ugh. Yeah. And then they start making out. Mm-hmm. And the shot, yeah. you can see. So they're kind of in the foreground. Uh-huh. And you see, like, part of them, I think, maybe just, like, shoulders up. Okay. But in the background of that shot is a big, like, full-length mirror. Uh-huh. And you can see their full body. Yeah. There's a real hot body shot in this yeah. mirror. I was like, damn! <laughs> I'll get it. You got to pay attention if you want to see the goods. was paying attention. That's right. Because well, I did want to see the goods. You've got an eye for those things. <laughs> and as we see them, it's the morning and they're in bed. Oh, I will also say, because yes. I wrote this in my notes, they yes. like, they crawl onto the bed or whatever. Uh-huh. That bed sounded so unbelievably uncomfortable. It's <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> it's like crunchy. Yeah. It did not sound like a good bed for no. doing anything. No. That's all. It's I just had to. Noisy, whatever yeah. you're doing, too. Just very stiff yeah. and papery somehow. No, thank you. I don't like it. Find a better house next time. Why do these rich-ass people have such an uncomfortable bed? I don't know. Because it was the 60s. Everything was uncomfortable back what? then. That's true. Okay. So, Joy is reading The Sound and the Fury. Mm-hmm. Fancy, fancy. I wish that I knew enough about that novel to comment on it. <laughs> and Don is like goofy and he's all happy. And I just wrote, Joy said, I like sex. I don't remember why. So, so, <laughs> <laughs> so Don wakes up and uh-huh. sees her reading this book and yeah. he says, Oh, you're reading this book. And she's, Oh, I read it for school. And yeah. He's like, Oh, are you in school? Because mm-hmm. how fucking young are you? Yeah, yeah. And she says, I went to Pembroke. Uh-huh. Willie has a house in Rhode Island. Yeah. It seemed convenient. Which also, I completely forgot that Rhode Island was a state. Okay. Because it it doesn't need to be remembered. It's so Usually, tiny. Yeah, it's, it's pretty forgettable. It's very forgettable. So when she said Rhode Island, what was... Was it like, oh yeah, Rhode Island? Or were you like, what the fuck? Well, is my Rhode for, my forgettingness of its statehood yeah. was a couple months ago. Okay. I was doing a trivia game mm-hmm. and they were trying to they were trying to prod me in the right they were like, Yeah, this state is named after this island. Yeah. And I was like, fucking island there's no fucking island. They're like, it has <laughs> island in the name of the yeah. state. And I was like, no state in the U.S. Yeah. Like, I, Louisiana? I don't know. What do you want from me? That is a weird way to frame it. Yeah. And yeah. then they're like, it's Rhode Island. I was like, that's not even a fucking state. I don't need to remember that shit. <laughs> so then when she said Rhode Island in the uh-huh. show, I was like, I guess it's a state. <laughs> Maybe people live there. I don't know. Yeah. If, if they wanted me to remember it, they would have made a bigger impression. Right? Yes. Come on, Rhode Island. Dear listener, if you live in Rhode Island... No, you don't. <laughs> you actually live exist. in like Massachusetts or Connecticut, you live, exactly. Or Delaware. Listen, if you can, if you can look out your front door and see uh-huh. another state, yeah. you don't actually live in your state. That's true. The end. That's it. <laughs> this has been geography minute. <laughs> this Ashley has been Hates. Ashley hates Rhode Island. Yeah. Also, did you know that all of New Hampshire is haunted? Is that right? Yeah. How come? Well. My ex-husband and I, for our honeymoon, we did a we did a road trip through mm-hmm. New England. And we drove through the entirety, not the entirety, but the width mm-hmm. of New Hampshire yeah. to get to Vermont. Okay. Before we got into New Hampshire, the sun was out, the birds were chirping, it was beautiful, it was yeah. lovely. We get into New Hampshire, everything turns gray. The okay. sky, yeah. the buildings, the roads, 
all of a sudden Google mm-hmm. can't keep us on a regular ass road to save our mm-hmm. lives. And we're going down all these country ass roads. Yeah. And it's creepy as hell. Sounds creepy. And we're seeing all these like rundown houses. We saw a, a haunted horse. What made it haunted? It was a ghost. Oh. Okay, okay now listen, it, it looked real. Uh huh. But it also looked a little haunted. Yeah. It was gray and dusty. Mm. Everything had the same shade of dusty gray. Okay. Until the literal moment we crossed the border into Vermont. Oh. And then the sun again was shining. Birds were chirping. Houses had color. Horses (laughs) had life. It was like the land of Oz. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, my girlfriend Sarah's from Vermont. She'll be very happy to know. Vermont is amazing. We like Vermont. We like Vermont. We don't like Bernie Sanders and Ben and Jerry's. Yes. And a lot of maple syrup. And there, in our place in Vermont, there uh-huh. was a horse on the property named Ashley. Now. It was not haunted. That's beautiful. It was wonderful. We love Vermont. We love Vermont. Shout we out Vermont. We don't like New Hampshire. Now, and Rhode Island doesn't exist. Sorry, all of our New Hampshire and Rhode Island fans, but <laughs> Ashley is taking a firm stance. We have a very firm stance. We're not, we're not going to get into, like, Israel-Palestine stuff, Mm-mm. but we will get into... Mm-mm. Rhode Island doesn't exist and New Hampshire is haunted. haunted. Yeah. I would love as, you know, we don't have to do it right now. Okay. But just to like get every state in the union what their deal is mm. as as we go along. Okay. We'll figure it out. Sure. We'll figure it out. So, Joy so, likes sex. She likes sex. We so, still haven't gotten there. So- <laughs> So she so had a Don, house in Rhode Island. Yeah, yes. Don asks her. She's reading this book, and yeah. Don asks her, "Is it good?" Yes. And Joy says, oh, "Sex is good." That's right. This is just okay, meaning the book. Yes. The book is just okay. I like sex. You do too. I can tell. Mm-hmm. Is what she says to Don. She's so horny all the time. Because she's twenty-one. What else you got to do Clearly. but bone? Read William Faulkner. Novels. Read that and and flit off to mm-hmm. Capri. Yeah. And have sex with 36-year-olds. It's not a bad way to be. <laughs> so in the other room, they can hear through the wall, Greta and Carlos are arguing. Mm-hmm. And then Willie walks in. And they're like in bed half naked. And Full so naked. already, right, they have a sheet covering them. A sheet, at yes. Least. And already it's like, oh, this stranger is just walking in on us. And then through their conversation, it becomes clear to Don that they are father and daughter. Yeah. Well, Willie comes and sits on the end of the bed. Yeah. He just sits down and he says, look at him. Mm-hmm. You're so beautiful. To yeah. Don. Horny asshole. He man. wants this orgy to happen. He really does. Orgy vibes. <laughs> Big and strong. And and Joy is like, yes. oh, Papa, whatever. She starts right. speaking to him in French. Uh-huh. And he's like, oh, you're such a brat. She has her mother's temperament. And this is when we learn. Yeah. Because he says, I make such beautiful babies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, they're... They're hammering it in. Yeah. They give you like four different yeah. ways to be sure you didn't mishear it. Yes. They are father and daughter. And then Don even asks, that's yeah. your father? Yeah. And she says he doesn't want people to think he's old. Mm-hmm. Just like Roger. Just like Roger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So next we see poor Pete is poolside. Mm-hmm. And he's he's on the phone with a client to see like if the client will come to him. Mm-hmm. And he says, I can't drive and there doesn't seem to be a taxi that will take me to Pasadena. So, he can't drive because he's, like, a native New Yorker, which mm-hmm. is interesting. That he's one of those New Yorkers who just never learned how to drive. Right. And I think that's very cute. Right. And then I tried to look up where they were exactly. Were they in Santa Monica? 
I think so. So Santa Monica to Pasadena, I looked it up on Google Maps. It's like 30 miles. Okay. So it's a big... That's a haul. Haul, Mm -hmm. for sure. So he's still stuck trying to make the best of it. Yes. Uh, But he he can't really please the clients like he would like to. Then his papers kind of fly away and some girls help him with it and then just completely ignore him. Ignore him. him. He's like, oh, thank you. Hello. And they're just, no, we don't want to deal with you. His glorious California trip is just getting worse and worse. Yeah. Though his spirits stay high, Mm -hmm. interestingly enough. But he's not enjoying the people. No. As he says later, the people, he just wouldn't want to live there. Mm Mm-mm. Next we see, we're back with Don, and they're at the pool. In the fancy house. In the fancy house. Everyone's making out in this pool. Mm-hmm. And Joey's kind of telling him a little bit about what their situation is. And they're like going to the Bahamas because there's something about escaping taxes. Right, right. Uh, there, and if you have your passport, you can come with us to Capri, but you don't need it for the Bahamas. And she's right. like planning for him to just become part of this nomadic yeah, posse. Yeah, you're just one of our nomads. And... She says that his fa- the father will, you know, pay for everything. and Because you're beautiful and you don't talk too much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she's not possessive, so he can sleep with whoever he wants. Mm-hmm. And then this new group of people come in, and it's a man holding a little girl, and there's a small boy. Mm-hmm. And they're looking for Isabella, who I don't know who Isabella is, but clearly she's the mother of these children yes. and is part of this group. Yes. And Don can't take his eyes off of this little boy. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Joy is just like, whatever. She doesn't like this guy because no. Willie had come, when he came in and sat on the bed. Yeah. He said, Christiane is coming. Oh, that's who they were talking mm-hmm. about. Christiane okay. is coming with the kids. And she yeah. says, oh, no matter how late I am, I'm never late enough to like miss Christiane or something. She yeah. doesn't like this guy. Yeah. I got the sense that this is her brother. Interesting. That's the sense I got. This is her brother, uh-huh. his wife, ex-wife, whatever, the yeah. mother of his children. Uh-huh. Is giving him a hard time. Yeah. Because he says, these are my children and they should be with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, something about this dude yeah. rubs Joy the wrong way. Yeah. Because he's trying to be a responsible father mm-hmm. and raise his kids. And Don is just looking at this boy. And I think part of it is... This is where Don kind of snaps out of it a little bit. Mm-hmm. And he sees maybe... Maybe his son that he's left behind without even... So, like, we remember when Rachel... When he tried to get Rachel to leave with him, he was like, I'll provide for my kids. But he hadn't even thought of his kids. Right. And also, he was a little boy whose mother wasn't there for him. Right. And so, he... Don definitely has a lot of compassion for children Mm -hmm. when he sees children. Mm -hmm. And he tells them that they can sleep in the room that he and Joy were in. Which Joy, that's like the only thing Joy takes from it, is that you let him have our room. And then he takes a drink and he looks at his glass and I was thinking like there's a crack in the glass. That's what I noticed. Yeah. Yeah. All of a sudden this little perfect world, there's a little bit of a crack. It's not so perfect anymore. So the next morning. We see him on the couch. Yes. Waking up and you can hear the kids Mm -hmm. outside playing in the pool. Mm Mm-hmm. And And then then some weird shit happens. What does he do, Ashley? (laughs) He goes digging through his pocket mm-hmm. of his pants. Now, here's my question. Unless this was in his w- wallet mm-hmm. or is always in his pocket, like it was in mm-hmm. his pocket when he was flying, how does he have this little address book if all his luggage got lost? I'd, I'd guess it was on him. Okay. And it was just something he carries. Okay. So he pulls out this little address book. Mm-hmm. He flips through it, and then he makes a phone call. Mm-hmm. And he says, hello, it's Dick Whitman. He does. 
Dick Whitman, I would love to see you. Uh-huh. Whoever this is, he wants to see them soon. Yeah. And then he grabs, he's like, oh, no, I don't have it. Yeah. And he grabs The Sound and the Fury mm-hmm. and opens to the back page and writes something down. Mm-hmm. Does it say Lucy Johnson? It says something. It says 1604 North something place. Okay. So it's, an, it's I think he's saying, I don't have your address. Adre- address, yeah. I, yeah. I read Lucy, I thought it said Lucy Johnson, but I yeah. can't read. <laughs> I stopped it, and it, it's it looks like an address to me. Yeah, uh, and then uh-huh. slow pull out. Yeah, and cut back to his house in New York. Well, first on the slow pull out, he's in that classic Mad Men arm mm, over the back behind the, the back of the couch. Yeah, yeah except now he's him. naked in California yeah. as opposed to in a tux or a suit. Mm, or a good noticing. Mm. Nice job, Britt. Hey, thanks, Davis. <laughs> And then mm-hmm. it cuts back to New York. Yeah. And uh, somebody's knock, knock, knocking on the door with his luggage. Mm-hmm. They've delivered his luggage back home, but yeah. ain't nobody answering. No one home. Why isn't anyone there? I don't know. So they leave it at the door. Yeah. And we got a slow pullout. Yeah. Matthew Weiner loves a slow pullout. And it's really like, okay, Don's luggage is at his door. Pete is at the office. Mm-hmm. And Dick Whitman is in California. Mm, Where's Don Don Draper? Draper? Where is he? I don't know. He disappeared. He just is gone. All right, now I have some predictiones for who this person is that he called. Okay, do you want to say that now? Well, these are real predictiones. Okay, I'd like... (laughs) (laughs) Okay. This is a real thought. Okay, so what are you thinking? I think that this is the person in his flashback Mm. who... The woman who yeah. came to the dealership okay. in the 50s. Okay. Because that was clearly a, a real Don Draper person. Yeah. So, Nobody else in his life mm-hmm. who knows him as Dick Whitman either is still alive mm-hmm. or he would want to talk to. Okay. Is my guess. Okay. And we've already been teased that mm-hmm. this person came looking for Don Draper. Mm-hmm. Clearly she knows he's not Don Draper. Yeah. Which would make me think she knows that he's Dick Whitman. Yeah. Um, and so they're going to go, he's going to go and have some words. And okay. the real Don Draper yes. didn't live in New York mm. or, or that we know of. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't know where he's from. So yeah. it's very plausible yeah. that he and his people could be in California. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So that's my real prediction. All right. Thank you for sharing. <laughs> I'm glad. I, I appreciate the gravity with which you delivered that mm. one. Not this mm. bullshit. Right. Pete stealing babies nonsense. Right. That's that's for funsies. That's for funsies. Lingo. Very serious. Very again. serious. <laughs> <laughs> now listen. If and when mm-hmm. my funsies predictions become real, yeah, I will take them with their yes proper gravitas. Right. 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 If you but, happen to stumble upon something correct, which I have, you have you're. You can't keep yourself from I informing have... your predictiones with, know. like, real knowledge. I know. Now, here's... I'm incredible. Here's something. Okay. What's happening back at the office right now that, that... might concern Don? Well, oh, well, what's-his-name is in these riots. Yeah. What's-his-other-name-is-gay. Yeah. Peggy. Oh, no, duck and all that business. Yeah. Right, right, right. Right, right, right. You're trying right, to sell right, the right, business right, right now. And where is Don? Mm, he doesn't exist. How do they find Don? They can't. That's just something I'll point out. All right. There's moves happening, and Don is. And he's about no to be undermined because Someone's duck. after him, yeah. Yeah. 
And he doesn't know. I'm, I'm not saying mm. anything happens. Well, you're not not saying I'm it. I'm just saying. Like, they don't fully connect them, but also, like. Yeah. It's it's worth considering what's going on there. Yeah. Mm. Mm. And earlier in the episode, Peggy spoke for Don mm-hmm. when Smitty asked if it would be all right if they got lunch. Right. So Don, it's looking a little dispensable at the moment he's only 12 and a half percent yeah so and his wife had done kicked him out of the house Mm -hmm. what's that draper coming home to yeah well i mean that's he's he's just losing every he's he's losing his luggage and his clothing he's shedding all this persona yeah his yeah he went for a younger woman not an older woman like yeah (laughs) true 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 Uh and uh and he's being Dick Whitman, calling yeah. people up. He's being Dick Whitman. Uh, 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 what's it? Duck is being the man that they had heard about. Mm-hmm. Peggy is a modern office working woman. Kurt is being, you know, is fully himself. Mm-hmm. People are like showing their real sides mm-hmm. or, or becoming something else. Roger is going to become married, <laughs> <laughs> divorced, and then married. Yeah. All right. So it's a. There's only two more episodes in the season. So, like, everything so, at this point. And you remember last season, it was the penultimate episode. It was the that penultimate. Felt like it was the really big one. Yeah, it was. So that makes me excited to see the next episode. I'm excited. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. speaking of next episodes. Oh, well, first let's rate this Please one. Please do. Uh, so, how big. Uh, what percentage of doozy? I know that's the first thing. I'm that's yeah. what I'm thinking through right okay. now because again, some storylines not so doozied. Mm. Others, yeah, we had a problem with with Kurt and Peggy. That's a problem. It got it was a it's little a little problematic. Less it was it was below the standard to which we hold Mad Men. True. Yes. Yes. Um, so on the full doozy scale, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna mm-hmm. separate it out by storylines. Fair. As a full doozy, I'm gonna give it. 72%. Okay. 72% doozy. All right. That's fair. There's a lot going on, but it's no... Yeah. Nothing big, maybe. Yeah. There's a lot of potential mm. for big. Yeah. And now I want to give it a 7 out of 10. Yeah. But a friend of mine recently read this article about business. Okay. And they say that if you're ever judging something on a scale of 1 to 10, uh-huh. 7 doesn't exist. Just take 7 off the table. Okay. Because that's too easy. Yeah. That's too middle of the road. Because if it's a six, yeah. well, then you don't really care about it. If it's an eight, you really care about it. But so you got to decide. Is... Just get seven out of here. Right. I wanted to give this a seven out of ten. Uh-huh. But I'm going to follow that metric and say that I cannot. Okay. Seven out of ten it. I really like what you're saying right now. I'm going to take this to heart. Right? Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. And I, and I can't wait to find out what side you fall on. I'm going to give it an eight. Oh, all right. I wanted to go six, but the Duck and the mm. Don storylines were too juicy. Yeah, they're pretty juicy. They're pretty juicy. Yeah. So I'm going to give it an eight out of ten. An eight out of uh-huh. ten. Hmm. An eight out of ten uh, cracked glasses. Cracked glasses. Eight out of ten cracked glasses. Now, what would you... I mean, I'm not fishing for anything, but how would you rate my performance of the nanny theme song? 
And would you like me to wow. do it again, like, but serious this time? Kind of. To... If you got, if you have it in you. Do you really? <laughs> yes. She was working in a bridal shop in Flushing, Queens, till her boyfriend kicked her out in one of those crushing scenes. How, what was she to do? Where was she to go? She was out on her fanny. So over the bridge from Flushing to the Sheffield's door, she was there to sell makeup for the summer. She had style, she had flair, she was there. That's how she became the nanny. The nanny. Who would have guessed that the girl we described was just exactly what the doctor prescribed. Now the father finds a big island, watch out, CC. And the kids are actually smiling, just such joie de vie. She's the lady in red. While everybody else is wearing tan. The flashy girl from Flushing. The nanny named Fran. Boo! Wow! Alright, now lay it on me. 11 out of 10. Alright, thank you. I'm gonna give you 11 out of 10 real Fran Drescher voices. Real Fran Drescher voices. Speaking of Christopher Guest, do you know Uh that she's in Spinal Tap as like a regular person? No! (laughs) So she's very cool. She's like... At a party that they go to. Okay. It's pre the nanny. So I have cool. not watched This Is Spinal Tap in many a year. Mm. Many a moon. It's, uh, it holds it's up. real good. I used to be on a trivia team called Sex Farm, which was a... You see, that means sp- nothing to me. It may either... I, well, and so I'm just saying. Okay. It was a reference to a Spinal Tap song, <laughs> and... <laughs> Very few people knew it. Okay. Well, that's good. Yeah. The best kind of references are the ones right. nobody understands. My mom did not like that I was Queen Harvest on the sex farm. <laughs> <laughs> I the, like it, though. Thanks for the cardigan clips, Bonita. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Mama. I really like that you were Queen Harvest on the sex farm. I like that a lot. I mean, I'm... That's def- the title of your memoir, by the way. Wow. I'm definitely more comfortable with it now than I was. Sure. So, Yakety Sacks, Ashley predicts. Okay. Um, well, clearly, Dick Whitman is not back okay. in the Big Apple. He's still mm-hmm. in the round orange. What's California? That's not. It's the Sunshine State. The Sunshine State. What's LA? La La Land. Uh, City of Angels. City of Angels. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Thanks, Kate. You're welcome. I did not remember those things. Uh, the big, I, he's, he's still in the big bag of oranges. I feel like the round orange is... <laughs> I'm not writing any of those other things down. Perfect. The round orange. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think he's going to see that woman. Okay. That was the real prediction. Okay. Now, what is, what's he going to do with this lady? Mm-hmm. Here's what's going to happen. Okay. He's going to get there. And it, it turns out that she was Don Draper's wife. Okay. She has never remarried. And right. all this time. Mm-hmm. She's wanted to. She's thought about it. Yeah. She just didn't have the heart. Mm-hmm. So Dick Whitman goes and he's like, you know what? I'm still feeling a little iry. Okay. And so he starts putting on the Mac. Putting mm. on the moves to Mrs. Draper. Because he's like, you know what? I've also got a Mrs. Draper. Ooh. You're basically my wife. Mm. Um, and I'm basically your husband. Yeah. And also you're cute. And mm-hmm. I'm cute. And we're in California. Yeah. It's the big orange. So they they do some smooching. But then uh-huh. she slaps him. Yes. Because how dare he assume her husband's identity. Yes. And then put on the Mac. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. So. I've never really heard that phrase, but I'm supportive of it. Okay. So that happens. Oh. Uh-huh. And. Um, what else happens? 
Oh, Duck! Mm-hmm. Um, just start selling everything yeah. at Sterling Cooper and pocketing the money to buy more booze. Ooh. But he's buying gross booze, like 99 bananas and, <laughs> and shit like that. He's that falling. Was big in the early 60s. Yeah, he's falling so hard off the wagon that it's just gross mm-hmm. stuff now. Yeah. Jane is mm-hmm. writing more poetry. Yes. But it's really bad. <laughs> and Roger is starting to think, what have I done? Yeah. Sure, she's hot and yeah. young, but uh-huh. why is she writing roses are red, violets are blue, I want you to do me and I'll do you? <laughs> That's not good poetry, Jane. <laughs> yeah. Peggy uh-huh. and Kurt are now best friends. Yeah. Um, and Matthew Weiner is just really laying into these gay stereotype tropes mm-hmm. until finally Smitty turns to the camera and says, yeah. enough, we okay. get it. <laughs> And then the tropes just end, and then Kurt is just a normal person. Okay. He and Betty or Peggy are still friends. You did it. I did it. Great. I did it. He and Peggy are still friends, but it's no longer gross stereotypes. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Betty is at home. She okay. has found Don's luggage. Mm-hmm. She's starting to miss him, and the okay. kids miss him. So she starts wearing his clothes. All right. And starting to assume Don Draper's identity. So it's become a mm-hmm. Draperception. Yeah. Wow. Drapeception. I like it. And the lingo. Mm-hmm. The lingo is going to be, um, let me think here. <laughs> I'll find it. Give me some skin. Okay. I think you've Have I guessed used it before, but I will. Okay, then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change it to Foxy. He's oh. going to tell Mama Draper, uh-huh. the real Mama Draper, that she's Foxy. Tells Mama Draper that she's Foxy. There you go. Excellent. Whoa! I'll pick them up before next week. Don't worry. (laughs) Well, those were excellent predictions. Thank you. I'm sure. I cannot wait to see all of them come to fruition. Yes. Especially the Draperception. (laughs) Yes. That one is going to be the most fun. Uh Uh-huh. And so thank you all. Thank you, dear listeners. Dear listeners, it's been our pleasure to bring you... (laughs) Season 2, episode 11, yes. <laughs> The Jet Set. And listen, if you are a stranger to uh-huh. us, if we don't know you in real life, yeah. and you want to send us something nice about ourselves, mm-hmm. Instagram, yeah. Facebook. We do like compliments. Twitter, question mark? I still don't know if we I'm actually have a Twitter. I think we have 38 followers wow. that are just my friends. <laughs> Frankly, I'm ready to cut Twitter loose, because the only people that like stuff on Twitter also follow our other stuff. Let's see, okay. So, All right. I'm, Twitter we'll see about. All right. I don't I don't know Twitter, so I can't speak to that. If you if listeners, if you like it, let me know. Mm-hmm. Or else I'm cutting that shit loose. <laughs> so send us nice messages. Yes, please. Send us money. Yeah. If you want. I I want. <laughs> Were you asking me? <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes, please. I, I do want. That is affirmative. And Merry Mad Men to all, and to all a good night. Thank you for listening to Mad Women. Mad Women is engineered by Ashley Davis, music by Kate E. Britt, and graphics by Dylan Anderson. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at RadMadWomen.
This has been a production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast.